Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review, Westworld Season 2, Episode 9, Vanishing Point. Wow, what an episode of Westworld. And the only thing I can say at the top of my lungs is this. I'm on my fucking head. One more time, Bernard. Get out of my fucking head. Holy shit, Westworld, way to go. What an episode of Westworld. I'm so excited to be back here. I'm not alone. I'm with the live motherfucking chat we got so many good people that will be popping in and out during this evening please share your thoughts on westworld whenever you're checking this out whether it be in the comment section below if you're listening to the podcast later please leave a comment somewhere or email me at i got at gmail.com we also have a call in line that you can leave a voicemail or a text at 781-990-8509 you can use that number 24 hours a day seven days a week i mentioned the live motherfucking chat Whoa, I'm out of breath because of this episode of Westworld. This was one of those episodes that I was strapped on in. This is why you tune into Westworld, to get payoffs like this. Last week's episode, things that happened in last week's episode, everyone talking about that being one of the single better episodes of Westworld for the people that were feeling it. I accept that. It was awesome. But this episode is the one that straps you in and brings you on a ride. Holy motherfucking shit. What a great episode. I enjoyed this one from beginning to end. We have a new award winner for Father of the Year. Congratulations. Finally knocking out Stannis Baratheon as the Father of the Year on Father's Day. The man in black killing his own daughter. Love that. Love it. But was he the man in black? Could he be a host? For the first time ever, I'm actually on board. And applause to Sir Hunts and all those other people that happen to believe in the man in black is a host. Or there's some hinkiness going on there. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to jump all the way in that bath. I mean, I'm sprinkling the water on me now. Before I was ignoring it going, that's a fucking mirage. Fuck that shit. Now, I'm willing to say that there's some water there. I'm not ready to go swimming or drink the water yet. Not drinking the water yet, but I see the water there, and it was it was very wet tonight. There was a lot of wetness with the Man in Black as a host thing, or at least that he's partway a host, or he's hacked into it to a certain extent. What I'm working on right now in this moment is that it's a multiplicity kind of thing where he made a version of himself to go deal with his family why him himself could stay in Westworld as part of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I need the help of the live motherfucking chat. I need the help of anyone that wants to call in and leave me a voicemail tonight. Uh, the call-in feature is fucked up at the moment, so we can't get any live calls for t- discussions back and forth, but love to hear your voicemails, and we'll play any we get tonight at 781-990-8509 or text me in that same number let's go to the live chat someone on reddit predicted the ford emily thing for perfection says deborah hey hey great to see you teddy blew my mind along with his brand is the apprentice night king hey great to see everyone best episode ford kisses Maeve. happy father's day and we got a another heaping load of anthony hopkins all over our face in this episode and that is never bad with me it and i love him back as part of this Again, I sound like a fucking broken record on each one of these. What is so awesome about this is they don't hold anything back in what they actually give you as they proceed this storyline. There's no holding back of these mysteries, ultimately. They give you, they fuel it. It's not just being ignored as we head into the the series, series two's finale next week. So much good stuff to unpack and talk about in this episode. Dolores in the Teddy situation coming to a head. Teddy doing 
in a much shorter period of time with Jamie Lannister's taking him a long fucking time to do. And I know, I know, no, no Game of Thrones spoilers here, but ultimately breaking apart from from the Deathbringer. I love how Teddy started to put the pieces together and the reveries and everything that's hooked up in these. In, in the host having the self-discovery allows him to date back and figure out what Dolores did to him. And that was an excellent scene. Well done by James Marsden. And I liked seeing him overcome that and finally say, fuck you. I was hoping he was going to shoot Dolores. But which which is a long, which is amazing to think when you're looking back in this whole series that how much Dolores has been the hero of it at times, at least for a lot of people. Excuse me. But, but seeing her in this situation right now, I'm I was rooting for Teddy to finish it, finish the Deathbringer in the Sleepy Hollows once and for all. We had a callback to some Splenda. We 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 heard about the natural Splenda. I can't get enough fucking Splenda, you motherfuckers. Oh, now I'm gonna be picking Splenda out of my fucking house. We got some Anthony Hopkins, Bernard, Rick and Morty scenes. Yes, we did. We totally got that. Tom himself told you, Phil. Menbeck's a fucking host. Confirmed asshole. Oh, God. Hey, hey, motherfucking chat. Thank you to everyone that's tuning in tonight, checking this out. I know that it's it's freaking amazing. We only have one week left to Westworld. It's crazy how quickly these seasons go. And now I said, it's crazy how the seasons go. But it really did flash. Maybe part part of the reason is that I was away for two weeks of it. So there was uh, I'm missing two episodes in my Westworld conclusion. But it feels like this season just zipped by. I love the pacing of this episode too. That was one of the things I enjoyed most about this. I felt like this episode was really tight. Didn't have any dragging moments. Didn't have but still fit in moments of reflection and pausing and really taking its moments and taking its taking its depth, actually, at times. But I think the pacing was just... Uh, motherfucker, motherfucker! Ow, I just punched my ring. What an ass... Oh, oh, see? I can't be too... See, that's what happens when I try to be tough or aggressive there. I'm like, I'm gonna punch my... And I just punch my fucking ring in my fucking face. Bad. I need to hack into my code and do something about that. I'm goofy, I'm hype, I'm excited. That episode got me uppity. And I'm uppity and can't wait to get into this and break down this episode scene for scene. We got Steph Snow in the live chat. We got Fine Essence. We got Trisha. Sorry, Em. I see Trisha. I must say Trisha. Sorry to anybody else whose names I say incorrectly because I just read the name that you have in the chat. But ha, it is great to see all of our friends popping on in here, sticking their heads in the live chat, dipping in this water of a really amazing second to last episode. Penultimate, penultimate episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tell me emotionally what you thought of the penultimate episode of Westworld. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that, especially to the people listening to the audio cast at any point in time. I apologize. After two slow, slow episodes, this one paid off. I got what I've been wanting since I first saw Teddy. And excellent point by Tom. And I, <laughs> Tom, that's an excellent point. <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of having those kind of episodes, having those slower episodes that build, as I, as I like to call it, the texture of the world. And by building that, it makes episodes like this, when you pay shit off, really 
I mean, we wanted or I wanted to know the man in black story, get a little bit deeper into what happened to his wife and get that. And we got all of that in droves of of uh, amazingness to actually see what happened and see how that disclosed everything. I like how each episode is focusing on a character. But what was cool about this episode, which definitely focused on the man in black, focused on Teddy, it had some other stuff going on. Last week's episode also did too, but it felt very much like a, a, a station episode. And that's not bad. Station episodes are great. The only reason I'm saying station is because I have Bill and Ted on the mind. Station. Stationary episodes that just kind of are, are stuck in one plot. And I don't mean stuck in necessarily a bad way. But the way that this story just moved around in this episode, the, it was the first time I'd really loved the Dolores scenes in a while too because they would just quick, quick, quick. And seeing Teddy in it and seeing James Marsden, who had one of probably his best episodes overall of Westworld, just seeing his acting within. And then again... As I mentioned last week, this back half of these episodes, having Anthony Hopkins in your back pocket and just bringing him out towards the back half, it's it's like waiting for your best player that and then he doesn't and then he doesn't come in till the last half of the game and they're like, "Okay, why don't we bring uh why don't we bring Bo Jackson in to run the ball?" Okay? Why don't we do that? Fuck. VFW or VF Warlord. I enjoy watching season one even more informed with the Delos plot from season two. And that's what makes a great show, I think, for me anyways. It's when future episodes can make the earlier episodes better, not ultimately contradict stuff too much. And things don't have to be as tight. <laughs> I was just thinking about 10 million dirty things that I could say as tight as. But <laughs> the plot doesn't need to be so tight. I'm not really crazy oh this this thing conflicts this thing i mean i'm i forgive that stuff in the in the face of good entertainment but when future sh future seasons can make an earlier season better and i think season two has made season one of westworld better for me as well delights gecko raiders Tyrion. <laughs> crazy twists uh, you hear my bo jackson comment Tyrion. <laughs> Uh, what did she see when she uploaded William's cards? That was a host I saw, delusional and paranoid. It was either his host profile, which seems like an obvious thing, or it could be the Delos file on all the things that he's done in Westworld. That's why I'm still halfway in there. She could The, the profile thing that they were looking at could be the Delos profile that he was looking at, but or about... Because every, when he's talking to the daughter or later in the episodes, so we're going to listen to all the audio. Hopefully it's all good. But we're going to listen to the, all the audio of that just to hear it again. But I think he said something to the daughter that Delos is recording everybody, whether they like it. It's something implanted in their minds or something. So I assume he, his record of all his actions were recorded as well. But how I read that scene and how Stephanie, who was in the room with me as well, read it said, oh, he's a host. This means he's a host and the digging into his arm. What I'm not sure, and I don't know if it would be even more tragic if he thinks he's a host and he isn't a host or he created some sort of host to deal with regular regular life, like create a clone of himself in a in the that that could somewhat function to deal with his family. And he was staying in Westworld. I'm making shit up right now. I am I am putting the hat on, going. I am conjuring up some thoughts right now. 
but I'm fully willing now to rub some of that William is a oh shit all over my body. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not afraid to be wrong, and I'm not afraid to uh, to turn to turn it around and fit in the face of some good entertainment. Azimuth Games, crazy fucking twist. Excuse me. Is it bad that I want to see Ford and Bernard scenes set in the Golden Girls? Scenes? <laughs> Thank you for being a friend, Bernard. Travel down the road and rock again. <laughs> Corey Mitchell, as always, you cracking me up. Bernie the Burnt. I thought they were making organs for rich people, but they're making whole people. Hashtag the, hashtag the body snatchers or body snatchers. The halftime pep talk Ford gives Maeve was crazy good. That was the best Ford moment of the scene, of the of the episode. The best Ford moment of the scene. The best Ford moment of the episode, I thought. Just because it's great to see Anthony Hopkins show some different sides of his emotional catalog there. Because in season one, I talked about this a lot last week, but in season one, Anthony Hopkins is very much, through most of it, in my in my mind, in kind of one tone. He's very creepily cryptic. In this season, we're getting to see more of Ford at a lot of different points. Last week's episode was excellent with him, seeing him in that moment with when he was cutting off the head and do or scalping and doing all of that. It was really crazy to see him impressed with what was happening. And here, seeing him emotionally attached to one of the hosts this much, and seeing that Maeve is his favorite, and seeing all of that emotion come there, and how much he actually cares for her, cares for her, and imparting that onto her through a kiss, I just thought was done exceptionally effective, and it's a different side of Anthony Hopkins that I don't often see the softer side and it plays it really exceptionally well mix that with the man in black scene that we had with Ford and him where the game's not over fucker <laughs> we're gonna be fucking or all the shit he did with Bernard you're again you're just getting to play in the Anthony Hopkins petri dish well that sounds gross I don't care if it sounds gross it's fucking awesome <laughs> okay let's continue here Pouring out one for the hot dead daughter, says Tom himself. Bring the burn. I thought they were making organs. The halftime show. Let me scroll down to the bottom and get back into modern time here. Chilling out. I've been watching uh, Rain. I don't know how I got sucked into it. Also, if you pause when the Men in Black's profile comes up, it says uh, precursory per per subtype delusional paranoid subtype occurrence 0 0.0072 rare. William is most likely a host and he'll eventually is most likely a host and how he'll eventually became a host will probably be the story in season three steph snow says okay just a psychological profile agreed but nothing that seems to want to push her to suicide i think he's digging for something he won't find he's losing it he's totally losing it uh stephanie the, the other stephanie uh her response when i said do you so does this mean the what's going on with the men in black she just turned to me in the, this really innocent look and goes He's very confused. And that was the that was the truest thing I think you could say about whether he's a host or whether he's not a host. The man in black, the guy we're seeing in the scenes with his daughter's character, and then right after that, walking through screaming, fuck you, Ford, fuck you, walking around like like Clint Eastwood and the Unforgiven or something. Just walking around angry. <laughs> that guy is very, very confused. He's very, very confused. I forgot to open it up here to the live motherfucking chat. Yeah, let's get the motherfucking chat on the screen here. Here we go. 
True, true. Asmund says, it was implanted in the hats. I think it, okay, it was the cards. Okay, so that's what it meant. Where it didn't matter which one you choose. It's implanted in the hats, and it's something that picks up there. Thank you, Asmuth Games. She was a good drunk actor, but she's sexy as hell. In the hats, she saw, she saw his amateur porn. Yeah, she saw her amateur porn. She finished it. It's just so fitting fitting into an archetype. Season 2 makes Season 1 worth the watch, says M. Brenda Burnt, I didn't like the Men in Black's wife's acting at times. It was over the top. I didn't like her in the party scene. I liked her in the some of the more quieter scenes uh, that she did later. And I have to re- re-listen to it to be triggered or start to read some of my notes. But when we were first introduced to her in the party, I, fe- I felt like she was a little over the top at times. Hey, Apulia, Lav Lav, great to see Lav Lav, Lala, I mean, D, Dennis, I see Dennis up in there, Dennis, thank you, welcome back, welcome back, K, Rich, love the cowboy hat, uh, neuro net reader, reminds me of a guy with, uh, with a hair net in strange, strange, strange times, he's a host, he's the hostess with the mostest, so I, I've been, I, I don't do a lot of this, but let's. I'm very curious in the live chat. Say if you think if you think that Teddy, the man in black, is a host. Say yes. If you think he's not a man in black, not a host. Say fuck no or no or some form of no. I'm not gonna do any weird emoji type thing. But I'd love to hear what people think. Ultimately, if this is if you think this episode answers that question easily for you guys, is the man in black and whoever, if you're watching this later on, love to hear everyone's thoughts. Some people might go, Phil, you're an idiot. It's obvious. Of course, he's a host. It was it was as clear as the nose on my face. But I'm just curious what people's what people's opinion is. Phil needs a cowboy hat. Do I do I need a cowboy hat? Dun 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 Kathy says yes. Asmus says no. <laughs> Iron Throne is getting the cowboy. <laughs> Steph is maybe no. I'm with Steph at maybe no. Anyone know some uh, good time time period shows? Vikings. Vikings is a good time period show. I like that shit. I like that shit. Boardwalk Empire. Another one. Uh, they gave indications he was looking to connect a form. No fucking idea, says M. It undercuts the Stoll's storyline from a literary standpoint. I will go to that with Nicholas that I like it better if the man in black is just a very confused human that it that's feeling this too much and kind of getting all obsessed with all of this. Edward says, I'm back, not a host, says Dennis. Yeah, I'm asking you whether you guys think he's a host or not. Maybe yes, but yes, Westworld doesn't give you much much clues they gave us two big clues that he's actually a host of Dallas project uh project works the uh him doing the thing with his arms too it's too fucking obvious that he's a host which makes me doubt it it sounded like the server filled with all the guys was basically the matrix and now we're gonna go into the big server we got the little server we gotta now get the big server again i'm reading the live motherfucking chat right now letting getting what people think right away after watching this episode if they think that uh, the Men in Black is a host. And as I mentioned, if you're watching this later, definitely, it doesn't matter if you're listening to the podcast or watching this later, share your thoughts on what the hell you think. You know how to reach me. He is rebuilt. He is rebuilt. Half man, half human, half dog, half ape, and then another half of a man. Rises from the sewer. His name is Depeh. He certainly get reasons to be fucked up. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing too. We're we're following down his story, and this was an episode. As much as it moved 
overall storylines through. It was very much a Man in Black-centric episode. Let me take my hat off. <laughs> it doesn't fit over my headphones. I need to get smaller headphones. He, he's subject 0002, or 002. James Delos was 001. And uh, Big Kev with a super chat donation. Holy shit, Big Kev. Those super chat donations mean more than you know, Kev. So that is incredibly fucking awesome. Uh, what's up, Phil? This episode was great. If you ask me, next week should be good. What'd you think of, of Chris Hardwick? Oh, my God. I'm going to hold my tongue and wait till more information comes out about that. Except for to say that if uh, AMC is looking for any hosts, I'll uh, gladly take your shot. What do we got? We got some uh, trumpet and ocarina fun. I don't have a trumpet out right now. I'm going to spin it again for you, Big Kev. Next week, I hope it doesn't end in the Forge. I expect the Forge stuff to be earlier on in the episode. And then uh, spin again. Spin again. <laughs> Get three fucking spins. Uh, they comment on his initial cheap suit so much. So sort of an odd detail. I would, wouldn't would notice. Or I would notice. But usually it's not something my whole family would comment on too. There's so much stuff like that. That... Are they giving us obvious clues because they're trying to... Is it a red herring? <laughs> and it landed on everybody drink. Okay, I feel better about that, Big Kev. In, regardless what you're drinking, pick it up. Pick up your drink. Let's toast it to the man in black being the father of the year, dethroning the, the real king, Stannis Baratheon, of his father of the year duties. No reason to say why for anyone who hasn't watched it, but we all, we all know why if you're watching this to Stannis. Oh, the the stand is losing to uh, to the man in black tonight. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, Mindfuck produces the highest quality in cowboy hats and other variants of Western wear. I want to get a. <laughs> you don't want to hear me talk about picking up my cowboy hat. I was looking for a cowboy hat when I was in Nashville a lot, but they all had microchips in it, trying to read my brain, so I couldn't find the right one. And. Uh... <laughs> Everybody drink. Everybody fucking drink. So let's not waste any more time, any more of this foreplay babble. And let's actually st stick our face in the pot. <laughs> no more foreplay. Let's stick our face in the pot. What kind of pot you talking about, Phil? No, not, not that kind of pot. Reminds me of uh, our good our good friend of the show, uh, Kathy, retired nurse. That uh, that <laughs> she'll understand the pot joke. Why why do you have this pot in my house? <laughs> good to see everybody. Cheers to Stannis. Worst uh, yeah, it's the worst. Take your child to work today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, so let's start this shit. Where where is it? Where's my where's my goddamn music? Just play the fucking music. It's about time. It's about time to get into it. Just click on it, damn you. Recap. Okay, let's get into this fucking recap. 
Let's recap this fucking episode. Ha ha! Let's get into recap, everybody. Ha ha! How can I buy this Westworld? Ha ha! And make a park and make some money! Ha 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 ha! Shut up! Stay away from it, mouse! Stay the fuck away from it, mouse! Oh, hit the hit! Now I'm here to get. Don't get. Get the fuck out of here, too! Don't you touch Westworld! Stay away! Dirty bastards. <clears throat> okay, let's check. Let's go. Let's. I. Fuck, Tom! <laughs> fuck my mother! Fuck my mother's fuck! Let's see. Let's see if I can do this. Okay. So, I am a host. Did something else uh, come out? Uh, we, we, uh, we were here. We go. I'm. This is the first time here, and I'm loving it, Phil. Kathy, thank you so much for being your first time here. Woo, Kathy. Kathy, you know what that means. You get us. You. I have to play a fucking silly drum solo for you. Welcome, Kathy. Welcome to the show. I'm embarrassing you now. Embarrassing you while we talk about some shit. There's someone out there that's being an asshole. Like, why don't you talk about Westworld? Why the fuck are you pointing out Kathy? But Kathy's awesome because she's here the motherfucking first time. Sorry, I'm excited. I'm always excited for first timers. So I like to like to stop. I like to stop and and bring you in, sit you on Uncle Phil's ketchup couch in like a really friendly way and slap five and stuff. So welcome to the silliness. <laughs> Disney collects data, and you have to put the little thumbprint when you go into Disney World too to uh, to get into the front the front. Into the it, through the gates, they make you put your thumbprint on the stuff. So who knows what they're taking you? Taking some little DNA. I am a goddamn hippie, Trisha. What's up, Casey Atheist, Edward? All of you guys. I don't know my BF Phil seven thirty. I love that name. <laughs> and uh, okay, th thank you, Bert. Thank you, Bernie. See, Bernie, that's what you need to do for things you don't want me to read. That helps my Ron, Ron Burgundy-ness. I was about to say, don't read this, Phil. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I know, this is like uh, Rocky Horror. We're going to uh, we're gonna celebrate the virgins here. So w welcome, Kathy. I really do appreciate it. Dip on in the water. The live motherfucking chat are a bunch of friendly people. And Tom, I totally suck. Like, Tom, I'm the worst asshole ever. You did all this amazing work, and I, and I, I suck for Tom. Uh, Tom. Tom, again, helped us out. And what kind of asshole am I? <laughs> so let's see if I let's see if I can fuck around here. No. Okay. So let's continue here. Let's get on. We open up on the man in black and he's walking. We see some water coming off a chandelier and it's all leading him to a gun in his head. And it's, it's a little flashy. It's a little dreamy. And we see him going through the motions with a as a woman notices him. And let's listen to a little bit of this audio. He's in. This thing in me. Oh, shit. Even I didn't see it at first. Holy shit, I gotta pause and say huge thanks to Steph Snow. Cheers on the chat. The best uh, best host ever. I am a host. No, you got, you're so amazing, Steph Snow. What will we do after next Sunday is over? Well... Do not worry. Sunday night is just one of those nights that uh, I will try to podcast almost every Sunday night in this little time block. Might miss a few throughout the summer, but I'll try to keep this block as a go-to time. And then we also have Better Call Saul coming, <laughs> coming in August. July is going to be a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. Sundays I might throw a few Game of Thrones 
content and some other random stuff Joe and I are going to be doing on Sunday evening. So just because next week is West Westworld season finale doesn't mean if you're enjoying our silliness, you can't stick around for some other silliness that's coming. Glow is coming very soon. We'll be talking about that show and lots of other fun stuff coming up. So, so stay with us. If Disney takes over Westworld, you can finally get the fast pass on Clementine. Oh, we've got T. Turner, who her the first time as well. Bump. But another first time. You know, because of the first time, I'm going to sit back and read you a book. Speaking of Disney World. A long time ago, there were three friends. Ha oh, ha, Mickey. This is Goofy. They were very poor. All they had was an old cow and a jar of beans. One day, there was just one bean left, and Mickey said, We're, oh, we're down to our last bean. Donald says, oh, Beans are better than nothing. Oh, yuck. What do we eat now? I'm hungry. <laughs> and I want to say a big thank you to Tanisha Turner for, well, for being here for the first time, too. <laughs> time to shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, I'm going to shut the fuck up. So, uh, <laughs> Phil the Issues guy, did you watch American Gods yet? I didn't, but Joe watched it, and I'd love for Joe to do a review of that because I know he absolutely loved it. And if anybody does want to call in, as I mentioned, you all absolutely can and leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509. And I know what people are thinking, shut the fuck up, Phil. Get to the fucking episode. But you know as well as I do, and if you don't, I can't just talk about the episode. This podcast is more about me being crazy and needing to just keep talking than anything. And this episode has me excited, has me goofy, has me high on the episode. This is high on the episode. There's not enough sandwiches I could smoke right now to relax me from the level of excitement that this episode has me. So let me get back into this one more time and talk about this shit. What kind of beans are they eating? Is bean slang for smack? Is this a Rolling Stones song? Is this, are they going to start singing brown sugar? <laughs> and if people want to see me do a full version of this, <laughs> more Deep Space Nine talk. See, I have to unzip this file. Oh, t Tom, you're, you're so awesome to do this, but I, I, I'm fucking it all up for you, buddy. Okay, so we open on the man in black. He's walking, and then we go. He's at his party, showing his party ego and his knowledge. I thought this was cool to kind of show him in a real-life scenario, and we've heard so much about how he was a good person and humanitarian, doing all this shit for people. And, and he mentions it at a point in time, doesn't it even an out? I mean, I did a lot of good stuff in the real world, right? That's that that matters. And yeah, it does matter. I've i I'm horrible in Knights of the Old Republic. I am a murderous evil Jedi that will destroy anyone that gets in my way for even a little bit of credits. So I mean I get you man in the black men in black. I play the game I play video games really horribly. I'm I'm a horrible person in video games. Really, really. Like I, I cannot I cannot begin to tell you how many horrible decisions I made. I make in video games that are evil or light side games. I always go to the dark side. I, ca I can't help myself. But so I, re I you know, I relate. <laughs> I, I like to think I do a few okay things in normal life. I know there'd probably be some people that would disagree with statements like that if, if they were listening to the show. But it's there. There's truth there. I, I've done some good things, sure. <laughs> but. But, but I again I can re I can relate to that but I it's really interesting to see him in a real life situation so let's listen to a little bit of this 
That's a corruption, Jack. Plutarch didn't write that. He wrote that when Alexander was told there was an infinity of worlds, he wept. For he had yet to become the lord of even one. Sometimes I forget your humble roots. Oh, thank you, Dennis, for coming on over and checking it out. That was so awesome of Kyle and Gemma to have me on their cast the other night and Gemma to have me on hers earlier in the week. If you guys haven't seen that, you can check that out on Kyle's channel. And a uh, huge thank you, Dennis, for checking this out for this silliness. Yeah, Ducat did nothing wrong. Ducat's uh, misunderstood when it comes to the Bajoran people. Right, Edward? Poor kids actually read those books. The rich kids like me didn't have to. I would rather excel in the knowledge of what is excellent. Than <laughs> but yes, someone just texted me. Phil, I want to hear you read that whole Disney book. Oh, you guys want to hear me read the whole Disney book? Maybe not tonight, but uh, but I will read one day. I'll uh, do a Mickey and the Beanstalk live on the channel. Okay, you guys want to see that? Or I'll pre-record it. I will do it. I'll do it. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. Okay, so let me continue. What am I? What am I doing? I'm wasting time. Wasting time. More into extent of my power and possessions. Plutarch, from a rich kid who read. <laughs> to the loveliest, richest bookworms I know, and to you, William. Even if there is an infinity of worlds, you've conquered far more than one. Have a good night, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, Jake. Bye, Jake. So th we hear from his wife that helped out uh, Emily's charity. And and we, we just get I'm just ultimately a lot of this. I just want to play the audio and not even really babble too much about what happens. And I want to listen to what happens. because There's a lot of dialogue in this. In certain scenes, I will explain what happens, but it's better. And I almost selfishly just want to hear some of this dialogue again and try to see if I can catch even more what was going on. I would confirm my father's suspicions. You were a Marxist. I almost wish you were here to see it. Something wrong? No, of course not. Good, look around. Everybody's here for you. <laughs> what could possibly compare? So he starts to, and we cut over to, he starts to hold his arm up, and the darkness starts creeping in, it fades to black, and we see a light on a tree, we see dark again, and we hear Juliet's voice asking, are you real? Or, is that what happens there? I'm trying to read my, I'm trying to read my notes, and... Do you guys realize how odd it is to try to take notes on this show Westworld while I'm watching it? And, and I'm not complaining. You're like, yeah, tell me, tell me a few more, asshole. Tell me a few more of your complaints, Phil. Poor you. Poor you get to hang out with some awesome folks right now, babble about an episode, have cool people calling in and babbling and talking and making donations and sharing the fun. Poor fucking me that I have to take notes. But all I mean is there's some shows where it's pretty clear what's happening. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. It's clear. But but watching Westworld at some point is like trying to decode shit that you're seeing. And then trying to translate that to my horrible, awful writing style. As much as I can babble. I mean, I could sit here and talk for nine straight hours without taking a breath, probably. And... And have no no problem with that. But if I tried to write a simple sentence out, it's a fucking mess. I can't I can't spell. I'm pathetic. I'm a moron. I mean, in a very smart way. I'm a moron in a smart way. <laughs> the world's smartest moron. <laughs> so I'm wearing good Tim. 
And I think I should be the new host of the Reading Rainbow stuff. Tell me. Get me, Jordy. Beam me up, Jordy. You know you, know you want to give me the job. Okay, so he starts to hold his army, talks into the darkness. <laughs> Whatever. Then we see Grace making him drink as he's having a fever. Okay, so he start, we start to come in that everything he's having now is somewhat of a fever dream that he's that because someone fed him milk of the poppy and he's starting to remember the early days of uh, Tower of... No, what am I, wait, what show am I talking about? No, I'm kidding. And so we start to get the relationship build up between him and... Grace, Emily, what's her, which is which is her name? I I'm, I've I've heard her called both, so I might refer to her as both or just call her daughter. And then she comes back. Hey, Phil, don't call me, don't call me daughter, my friend. I'll kind of call you daughter because you got seen got two names, or I'm confused. Is it Emily or is it Grace, or is her name Emily Grace, or nickname? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Your mama named you Emily. I'm gonna call you Emily. So I'm gonna call her Emily. Studying for the SATs, I'm glad to keep you uh, keep you distracted just a little bit. I would spend my entire time in a brothel in Westworld. Johnny, I often said that in Star Trek. If I had a holodeck, I would probably be like Quark if on Star Trek and uh, Deep Space Nine and be using using some of the, the, the darker, more fun holodeck programs. And he hallucinates the waitress is Dolores. You think him having so much control, he could have Dolor a Dolores sex doll made. Uh, I ruined all the time. Yes, Phil, you're a well-meaning idiot. Yes, taking notes is a bummer. I take screenshots just to jog my memory. Tim, I watch Westworld with no pants on, but Chris, Chris Hardwick's my neighbor. I'm not taking chances, says Edward. VF Warlord says, it's Emily Grace. Okay, so her name is Emily Grace. So both are acceptable names. I'm going to call her. So I'm going to change it. Lala, I've been calling Maeve's daughter Maeve's daughter. I honestly have. I have less than any clue to what the name of Maeve's daughter is. Honestly, I believe if you do bad things, you're a bad guy. And well, that's fine if you are. It, it depends if you... If you do bad things in a fictional universe that isn't real, like in a video game, does that make you a bad person? Well, maybe, maybe, uh, imaginarily? I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's certain avenues where it's healthy to express certain feelings that you would never express in real life. I think there's, uh, there's many places for that, and I think video games are definitely that. I think that's one of the cooler things that we don't explore as much this season of Westworld as we did in season one, that the people that go in there, the humans that go to Westworld... Are they really evil for doing the things they do there because they think that they're just going to a giant video game? In their minds, yeah, they're snooty assholes or whatever, but ultimately the people going there, most of them aren't thinking about – aren't thinking these as a bunch of Johnny Fives that are discovering sentience or a bunch of Datas. They're thinking them as weird NPC characters in a video game that you can kill all of them. I think the average person going in there probably views it like that. So are they innocent? And that's where Teddy and Maeve come into play with what Dolores is like, kill them all. Kill them all. Teddy's like, I don't want to kill them all. They're not all evil. You know, they're playing a the game. They didn't know what they were doing. If they thought we were sentient in real life, do you think they would do the same thing? I think they would act the same way here? I don't think so. God, I, I got to say that like Kevin Arnold, Kevin, Kevin McAllister. I don't think so. 
So I think there's some sort of dynamic there. The first few times she was on screen, William called her Grace, but then the credits keep listeners Emily, so Grace is her middle name. I never met a good person in Grand Theft Auto. It's revealing your darkest self. Absolutely. I love... That's one of the things I like doing in life in a safe environment. It's fun to explore the darker sides of life sometimes with people you trust, whether it be in discussion, whether it be in fun play, whether it be in a video game, whether it be in another kind of role-playing atmosphere. It's always entertaining to explore that side of your personality to me and in different ways and vent that out (laughs) or explore it. People are like, oh, okay. Now we know what kind of person you are, Mr. Uncle Ketchup's Uncle Phil's Ketchup Couch. <laughs> Unsubscribe, creepy asshole. I believe in fantasy worlds, if you do bad things, well, that pre- represents rage, and you're free to purge that if you feel it's right. And uh, meta question, me- a meta question. Maeve's daughter's name must be MacGuffin. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. Now, I'm such a kid. I I love that. That's a good one. That's a good one. He, he came up with a good one. I like him. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. Okay. So then we uh, see Grace making him drink. Drink, bastard. You must drink, you fucking bastard. When did it creep in? Tiny fleck of darkness. Oh, Tom. Hey, now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I, I never say this on there. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> Was it all in my head? A remnant of a dream. Is this real? Don't tempt me with a good time, Tom. Are you real? Come on, Dad. Where's my gun? Janie's got a gun. Talk over the points. You I... brought me to a rally point. You need to get to a hospital. Ooh, ooh, you ooh, ooh. Off a flare. So before it gets too far out from this point in time, the conversation. Let me go over to, we seem to have a voicemail. And as I mentioned before, if you're listening to this, leading into the season finale, even if you're listening to the audio cast and you have a question or comment, you can text or call in at 781-990-8509. And if you're in a place that that's a very long distance phone call and you'd rather use Skype, excuse me, you can add me on Skype at I Get Issues Man. And send me a video or audio message to play on air as well. So let's go to the live motherfucking chat and play this message. Hey, Phil. It's, it's Nicholas representing Naptown again. Um, do you think Ford's actually out of Bernard's head? Or do you think the code that Bernard deleted is actually something else entirely and Ford's still in there? It's interesting. And I don't want to, I don't like talking about too much about scenes from next week during the episode because because all all crows are liars all trailers are liars and trailers and crows are best friends there so it would be my i would think no i would think i agree with you i don't think he deleted ford you can't do you can't 
Presto likes to make fun of it. He's fucking hilarious with it. But for it's for for it's Ford. Ford does everything. But in this situation, Ford's Ford was fucking with him, and I think he's doing exactly what he wants. He's in full control of this situation, especially with everything with Bernard. He, you can't bullshit the bullshit artist. You can't screw with the person that made you. And he knows he knows every nook and cranny of Bernard, and he knows where to hide. So I I think Tom himself, it's gonna be a party. Steph, I knew Phil and I were best buds waiting to happen. I I know as well. You can tell good people and be good people connect. And all you guys in the live motherfucking chat, I do appreciate you all being here and all sharing the silliness and the fun with me. The original Westworld had Roman world and medieval world and a future world. He tried to delete him, but he forget forgets the back door. And all Ford needs is a little bit, because Ford is a backdoor man. <laughs> I see. I need to play some music with that. Like, it doesn't it doesn't work with just uh, me me singing an awful Jim Morrison backdoor man. <laughs> oh, we got Preston in Alabama calling in a little while ago. Phil in the motherfucking chat. I'm beyond excited to see Maeve and Clementine square off in the finale. I think I know who this is. Preston, thank you so much for your amazing support. Preston's been one of our longest viewers and I believe sent uh, is the person that sent Katie a, uh, a dragon puppet at some point in time. So Preston, lots of love to you, buddy. If And if uh, it's a different Preston, you're awesome too, man. Thank you so much. But no, I'm pretty sure you're the same dude. So Preston, I'm beyond excited to see, or he's beyond excited to see Maeve and Clementine square off in the finale. I hope she doesn't kill her. To me, she'll always seemed more of a daughter than a prairie daughter. I'm in love with the idea of, uh, of Delia and William both needing to resurrect their loved ones together. Preston and Montgomery. Thank you, Preston, for that awesome message and lots of love to Preston. I hope you are well and thank you again for all your coolness, dude. And if anyone else wants to get in on, get their voice in the chat or in the show and I miss your question or comment in the live motherfucking chat, you can always call in or leave a text at 781-990-8509. So, okay, let's scroll up. There is no way for House Forrester to win. I'm not the bad guy. The game is inherently bad. <laughs> Give him to Ramsey. I wanted to get. I wanted to do anything. I'm like, kill Ramsey now. Uh, he tried to delete it. Ford is a master of penetration. A great con is the making you think it was your idea. As as uh, Fine Essence said, exactly, Tom. That is what great bullshit artists and con men do. It. They always make you think it's your decision that you're doing that you're making the decision that you would make normally that it's pushing you to that it's sending you in many different weird directions so you're just not expecting it we can all learn from this i learned it from sawyer in the long con for our lost reference of the night ding deep space nine reference ding lost reference ding <laughs> okay so we see Grace making him a drink. Drink, rummy drink. Of course. How long ago? About 10 minutes. I know why you're here, why you don't want to leave. You're punishing yourself. You know, I ran from the pain too. For a long time, I didn't Never run from the pain. Don't run from the pain. 
I haven't got time for the pain anymore. Do you remember on my 16th birthday, mom gave me a jewelry box? When you opened it, little dancer spun in the center. Okay, I wanted to hear this again. It's not your fault. What the fuck happened there at the end, you fucking asshole? Tell me about the jewelry box. Now! Birthday, mom gave me a jewelry box. Ah, uh, yeah, what the fuck happened with it? When you opened it, little dancer spun in the center. I wonder if I'm gonna get copyright strike for the jewelry box. Uh. <laughs> she had it engraved. On the bottom, it said, To my beautiful <laughs> ballerina, Emily. Do you remember what I did with it? It's a fake. It's a fake, Edward. I threw it in the trash. I love how I make jokes for like the three people that are gonna get it. Edward and uh, Tim in the live chat are gonna get these jokes in the maker right now. It's a fake. <laughs> Good one. I told her if she wasn't drunk all the time, she'd know that I hadn't danced in years. Dude, whether in ex JCA makes an excellent point that whether we want to get into the fact that William is a host or not, the Men in Black's a host or not, the fact that he thought he really. He had a schizoid embolism, and he thought his daughter was, or whoever this uh, his, this person was a host. He got it so snuffed up in his upagus. It was so stuck up in there that he couldn't help but spill it all out and kill her. And I wasn't sure, especially when he left, let her live after he killed all the other dudes. Uh, I was thinking that, okay, he's not going to kill her. But, oh, wow, dude. I, just, I honestly can't believe he did that. It's making me turn into Bill S. Preston X Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan, dude. Like, it's totally non, 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 non heinous. Did I get that right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, my. Let's continue here. So we see a jewelry box, and it was engraved to Emily, the look on Ed Harris's face. And I got to say, just in general, as I have to pause and say this, how awkward the fuck is that? If my sh if I actually talked like that on my show, it would be so awkward, especially when I talk like crazy man. If I just suddenly decide to do a podcast like this, it would be the William Shatner podcast. Con, ah, I will defeat you right now. <laughs> so... Ed Harris's face is just so well done, though. His acting in this episode, he, he's just been exceptionally awesome all season. Him playing this desperate, sad, fucked guy that's just gone through the pile of ooze and coming through it and, and or being a host, however you want to view it, and playing it that with so much ambiguity to it that you don't know whether he's a host or not, but playing it so amazingly well he understands his character so much and i've read some reports it was done in a story meaning to put some divisiveness between game of thrones and westworld but i'm not gonna play that fucking game i guess they all got together at the beginning of the season in a big theater with the scripts and really read and understood their characters it shows the attention that these people have spent really digging out and formu formulating their characters pays the fuck off because I don't give a shit about the story, really, when it comes down to it. There's a lot of cool aspects of this story, a lot of cool mysteries that need to be uncovered, and you find them. But what 
tickles my twine in this show is the acting and the performances and the understanding of the characters. Now, the characters make fucking sense and make decisions that make sense to them as characters. And there's no horse shit going on. That's what I like because great character forgives subpar story. And I'm not saying this is subpar story. I, mean, I think the story of Westworld is good, but it's really a playground for great acting and great work. <laughs> blubbity 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 blub. It it is like being in the middle of a theater, seeing the theater and seeing these actors have a mysticless in perpetuity. <laughs> That's I was in I was in uh, impressing no doing an impression of an old theater teacher of mine. Ed Harris will get snubbed in the Emmys because he's too good. Yes, he will. Get the get the fucking shine box. No one. I think they could have done with more with the mom more to let her uh to let us see that she needed to be committed. I think they wanted to leave that vague though to to make us staff have to ask the question if she really was sick or she was driven to this by or pushed into it by the way that the man in black was acting or because at some point in time he was replaced by a host version of himself that had no emotions and she was dealing with a lack of a real person so it made her go fucking a fucking uh reach a reach a breaking point she has a sip of champagne and they're like lock her up she's crazy (laughs) you thought clementine was hot but then you learned she could start orgies with a wave of a hand put me Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. I said, I put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Okay, I'm going to stop there. One thing that kind of pissed me off is if you had a friend or a family member with a substance abuse problem, they are way worse. They're way worse than that mom acted. A thousand times worse than that mom acted. And you forgive it, too. You, you don't run to that. I'm going to put them away. It takes a lot more till usually when you get to that point. I've taken a lot. Craziest episode one after a fucking another broke. What the flying fuck burger happened? <laughs> two, put your junk in that boat. <laughs> Step one, put your dick in the box. Step two, <laughs> put put a junk in the box. <laughs> that was the moment. That was the, probably the funniest, still the funniest thing in the world Justin Timberlake ever, do, ever did. Broke, black man, 94. Great to see you. Speaking of underappreciated acting, let's discuss Dorn. Dude, you you uh you wanted the good acting, but you you needed a bad pussy there, Edward. That's what you needed. Should I should I do the pop in? Should I do the pop into the uh, the, the let's see, let's see what I look I look over here. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna pop in too much here, but let me see. Speaking of underappreciated, yeah. William sure did push her to the edge that she killed herself, seeing all of his other world debauchery. And that really was the final point. I think even more than seeing it was the speech that he gave to her later on. I I think that even if he isn't a host, let's forget all that aspect of it. Because I think that's still... Like I said, I am... Before I was 0%, I am like 53% there too. But besides all of that, hearing how important and how... His only truth is this darkness is enough to kind of drive you to that point as well if you're on that level anyway. 
<laughs> She's watching his homemade homemade prawn. Pra, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I hear that as porn. <laughs> you don't have to spell it right for me to know porn. And then afterwards, I went to get it back because I felt bad, but the trash had already been emptied and it was gone. I agree. I, I, I must admit, Bernie the Burnt, I don't want to pinpoint that, but I was hard on the little girl when she brought me out of it. There were a couple of moments where the actress that they cast to play the Men in Black's actress, I felt like she was doing a little bit of soap opera kind of acting-ness, and then she was a little bit not locked in on character. I think half of being a good actor is the concentration to not break it and to be locked in on what you're trying to do. There's a few moments, especially in the party scene, where I felt like she was almost smiling in her character and didn't quite have it locked down. And it took me out of it a little bit. For a show that's very well acted, the moments that you have a few moments of not excellency, it kind of shows very, it's very obviously. And I I can't lie, I too had kind of that feeling. I had in my notes a couple of times that... I don't love this actress. There's a couple of other actresses that would have been better in that part. Even though they already used her, the actress that played Teresa in season one would have been better. Hey, we got Laura D in the motherfucking chat. Laura D. We also got a Med E in the live motherfucking chat. William's wife is dumb. Why can't she just get a divorce or an affair like a normal trophy wife? Couldn't loved it more, says Tom himself. Well, I kept asking Teddy, just kill yourself, and he did. I think because everyone is so good that she's struck, stuck out. She's not an actual actress. She was a stock photo girl who was brought in to do an actual acting. Ahmed E, thank you for that information. And I think that makes a little bit of sense because I think she showed not to be as talent. When you have a show where you have Anthony Hopkins and Thandi Newton and Evan Rachel Wood and freaking... Uh, James Marsden, and I'm blanking on the actor that plays Bernard, but he is sick, too. That dude is sick. You have all these crazy actors throwing their acting cock and balls and labias on the fucking table. Being like, I'm amazing. Eat this, assholes. It's just so damn good that when you have a few moments that don't, few actors that don't quite match the same level, it does show, and... I did notice that she didn't quite match the same level of acting as some of the other people. But whatever. Bernie says, fake news. Not true. I think because everyone's so good. I thought Teddy was good to shoot them. Phil remake of Heart Shade Box was the masterpiece last. Phil the issues, guys. Something's probably, <clears throat> something probably dumb is bothering me about this episode. Why was the camera so focusing on William's hands certain times? I think that was... Personally, I took that as a way to add to the ambiguity of whether he's a host or not, where he was looking in his forearm for a some proof of being a host, looking for some some sign or whatever. At least that's what I focused. At least that's how I took it. That was uh, that was him searching for that. Seal World is normally good. I don't know what was up with her tonight. Uh, Sealer Ward was is normally good. I don't know what was up with her tonight. Okay, so Phil's like fake news. She's an actual actress. <laughs> Steph's like Phil, don't report bullshit. <laughs> she reminds me of the homepage for Mita Cougar's dating site. <laughs> Kegger says. 
<laughs> I don't know my BFF, Phil730. See, usually I would just say, I don't know, but your name is so awesome. I have to try to say it all the time. No, no, no. Cella Ward is not the girl in the photo. His wife, as young William was. She is an actress, everybody. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry for reporting bullshit. I'm sorry. A thousand times. A thousand times, I'm sorry. No, but yeah, she, I have seen her before too. Now that I said, I've seen her before, but she did not click. I think she was good when she was towards the back half of the episode when she was freaking out with the daughter and the men in black when they were said they were going to commit her. I thought she did really well with there. I think her eyes do an excellent job acting with seeing everything. I just think some of her banter could use some work. And I don't think she had good chemistry with Ed Harris. Just from an actor-actress standpoint, I feel like the two of them kind of clashed a little bit and didn't quite connect in a way that felt natural in a scene. They didn't really have a good tennis match going on. But, oh yeah, she wasn't a fugitive. If they ever make a Simpsons world, we need Phil to play Otto the bus driver. I'm in. <laughs> bus driver, dude. Uh, she's beautiful, but she needs to stay on ABC. I could totally do an auto. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'm not I'm not delusional. <laughs> hey, dude. What's up? I mean, that's my that's my only chance is if The Walking Dead makes The Walking David ends up making movies and he writes a stoner character that I can get in a movie. You know, that's my only hope. Hey, dude. Totally. <laughs> I must be blind cuz I can't spot bad acting just bad plot. <laughs> that's not something to be upset about, broke. <clears throat> I guess she came in from one episode. We can make excuses for her. Okay. But it wasn't enough to take me out of the episode. It's just when you deal with so much amazingness going around you, it it stands out a little bit at times. So, Phil, you'd rather think you could survive being shot so many times because, you know, it's TV than just admit your favorite character is just another fucking host. <laughs> oh, he's a host. I know. I, I'm Like I said, I'm 53% sure he's a host. Before tonight's episode, I was zero. Zero. <laughs> uh, so we see... Okay, so fade up to Dolores and her gang heading through the amazing countryside, flanked by Teddy and G, uh, Z... <laughs> Ghost Nation. I was going to say Z Nation. It's like, listen, the valley's not for you. You go no further. Doris is like, no, dude. And they get into a whole thing. I want to teach you. No. It was meant for the people who built this place. A tool to ensure their immortality. But I'm going to use it against them. Your new world is just another one of their traps. That's all. It's not a paradise for us. The only real world is the one outside these borders. And the key to our survival in that world lies in the valley. There's no stopping me getting there. Not even you. Steph Snow, thank you so much for popping on in here and thank you so much for that super chat donation. You have no clue how much those donations mean and keep us being able to 
do this. And by us, I mean the multiple personalities in my mind. But huge thanks to Steph Snow for being awesome as always. Teddy. Next. So Dolores is like, fuck no. And she goes into her speech to try to rally everyone to the same side. Ghost Valley, Ghost Nations, Ghost Valley. Ghost Nations says the valley is not a tool and it can be untouched by blood. And she says it's not a paradise. It's only real world is real world outside is the only real that matters and you're not stopping me from getting out there no one's gonna stop me there's an action scene with the dolores crew and ghost nation teddy's killing them all teddy is a fucking killing machine and dolores is there for one big kill at the end and then it gets to this point you're sweet laura i told you friend not all of us deserve to make it to the valley beyond Bernie the Burnt says, yo, that ghost nation we had Maeve power. He made Teddy, Teddy kill himself. Did he? What he did to poor Teddy, Teddy was in the lake too. And that, uh, Ian was saying this earlier. There's no dead here. <laughs> I mean, with these hosts, as long as we, as long as the main mainframe is not destroyed, finally, Teddy might be back. So Teddy does end up in the water eventually. We do know that. I'm surprised that Dolores had to say something to Teddy. I was waiting for him to start shooting on his own. Let's listen to it a little bit. We're on our own now, Teddy. Make sure there are no others. Okay, so let's continue. Let's continue. Let, let's, I don't want to continue. I don't want to fucking continue. I am fucking freaking out here. This is an amazing episode. I am loving life right now. Okay, so Teddy looks back and no one else is alive and he seems to be coming back. Huge flare from the sun. I love how the sun works here. It's just like the sweat in my eyes right now and blinds me. The Ghost Nation guy's walking away and Teddy doesn't shoot him. So, cut to the trippy fucking hallways. Holy shit. I thought I was having an acid flashback as we see the weird hallways and Bernard's back. Jeffrey Wright just, oh, God damn it. He, Bernard is such an amazing fucking character as the aggressive Bernard music kicks in. I want to see how thorough this thing is. And we also see Charlotte and her little Kyburn there. Uh, working with Clementine and setting this all up so Clementine can do the Maeve thing and control other hosts. So listen to a little bit of this. See, right when I start stop talking, we just get music. I don't want to play music. I want to play dialogue. But I just have to babble a little bit, so here we go. I singled out and copied the relevant lines in the Madam's Code. So this will work on any host in proximity to her? Yeah. I tailored her admin privileges to spread a simple, executable payload. Get on with it, then. Yep, that is the video we saw in episode one. 
And yes, Tom, I, that's exactly what I was saying. The lighting in the scene was just amazing. On the scene before with the flare from the sun and interacting with Teddy as he starts to awake and see the light. Really cool shit right there. It was uh, it was almost as if Ghost Nation Warrior used powers like Maeve on Teddy to not shoot him. And we do know that he is as far down that line mentally and into the sentience, into control of what's going on in his world to maybe even get to that point. So I wouldn't be surprised. JCA. Awesome stuff. We got a text message from Preston. I'm totally the same dude. Okay, Austin Preston. I thought you were. I thought I was right. Occasionally, I'm right. Preston, thanks for being fucking awesome, and thank you to all you guys. Wow. Huge, huge amazingness. We've got, oh, holy crap. We've got lots of folks in the live chat tonight to talk about this episode. You guys are sick, as always. Dirty sick. Anyone who has any sort of a min powers on the internet loved this scene with a whole different level. Bernard, are you jacking on in there? Anyone who has any sort of... That was not uh, Kicha that escaped. No, it was the other guy. It was his number one. So let's listen to more of this. We see, uh, we see, Bert, we see, uh, ultimately Clementine uses her evil powers to destroy and kill a bunch of people, and it just turns into this sick, weird orgy with people biting each other and shit. No, it's like a death orgy. What am I drinking tonight? I've been drinking the same thing the last couple of times that I've been doing podcasts. It's Amagang, Nomageddon Blonde Ale. I like it because it's. 9.5% alcohol and it's cheap. <laughs> Six bucks for this. Six bucks for a pint of 9.5% uh, alcohol. So I drink one, the one pint and I'm as drunk as I want to be. <laughs> so uh, this is perfect. I'm an Alma Gang slut, Tom. Uh, Lala says Bernard and the Men in Black put on great performances this episode. So done with Charlotte. That bitch gotta go. Lala. Kathy, when hosts get conflicting information, their right hand twitches. A simple handshake could give them away. I would love to know that information at a poker table with someone, Kathy. And just uh <laughs> just be like, damn motherfucker, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you assholes. Whoa, oh shit. Oh no, whoa. Hi. Hi, I'm even closer. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to my show. Well, let's go, let's go back over here. So I we got Broke Black Man 94. Can't wait to watch his reaction to this episode. If you haven't already and you want to check out more content for Westworld this week, make sure you subscribe to Broke Black Man 94 is in the chat. You can just click on his name and it will take you to his channel right now. And subscribe if you're in the live chat right now. Why not do it? He does reactions for so many different shows and he's a really awesome dude. So check him out. I hope I'm making him feel significantly uncomfortable right now by promoting him. So, But I'm doing it. Armageng made a New York holler. Armageng is what made me become a beer fan fan from uh, shitty beer to drinking better beer because of the Game of Thrones beers. It was, uh, it was an excuse to stop drinking like sh just shit, like the cheapest beer I could find. So I'm a little bit of an Armageng slut. 
dude, something like Ripple. Men in Black might right hand twitches. I'm drinking $9 Cabernet only because it's called 19 Crimes. Cheers, mate. Oh, I didn't know that. BBM, I'll check it out. They stopped promoting me. Damn, talk about your patron. Your Patreon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got a Patreon, and uh, there's some extra content there, and uh, you don't get to see other places. And I put up some posts and put up a uh, monthly podcast, and I have some more Con of Thrones panels there if people want to see that shit. So, well, if you want to subscribe, honk, 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 honk. There you go. You happy, broke? I promoted my Patreon. There you go. So it's always it's always on the screen. See it right. See it's 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 right there. I'm always promoting it. So Teddy's right hand twitches. Host James Dellis's right hand twitches. I haven't watched the episode. We got Carmine from Red Team Review in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see Carmine. One to ten scale for Westworld based around just the Westworld show. Uh, I would say it's in the upper echelon. I would say. For me, it was a eight and a half to the nine range. It was one of the better episodes of the season. Not necessarily my favorite, but it was definitely towards the upper echelon. It was, it was a shit happening kind of episode where you get a lot of crap uh, information about the Men in Black's backstory. And you also get a little bit more conclu- conclusive action happening with the Dolores and the Teddy storyline. And all of that shit. It answers a lot of questions and confirms a couple of harebrained uh, theories. And it leads things really interestingly into the final episode. So if you're digging this season right now, Carmine, I would absolutely say you're. this is probably going to be a good episode for you. That being said, if you don't, I want to hear you tell me, Phil, you're an asshole. This episode sucked. You, you hyped it up too much. You're a dickhead. Eight or nine for an episode nine. Yeah, I would say, but I, I'm a low grader because I, cause also you haven't seen it yet. So I don't want to hype it up too much for you. When Carmine goes, I might say it was a fucking 10. It was a fucking 10. Don't tell Carmine. It was fucking amazing. But it was definitely one of the better episodes of the season. I would say a nine. Episode nine was not my cup of tea. So hopefully this is good. One. Then I think this is going to be more your cup of tea. This feels more like episode four rather than last week's episode, which was more of a take a bath in a certain storyline. We get a little bit of a bath in this episode, but we also get more progression of the storyline. So I think I think you I think you're gonna like it and I don't wanna I don't wanna hype it up or downgrade it too much for your Carmine. But if you're enjoying the season so much so far, then uh you would you're probably going to enjoy it. And also if you uh I was going to invite you on, but if you haven't watched it yet, I can't uh, can't do that. But lots of love to Carmine, Red Team Review in the live on the fucking chat. Definitely subscribe to him, too. <laughs> Come on, Tom. They showed toes. You know you really want to give it a dead. 7 being very good. 8 being great. I'm going with 7.9. Good night, Lala. Thank you so much. Will you be doing Lord of the Rings when it comes to Amazon? Laura asks, absolutely. Sweet Phil, I'm going to download it. Watch it legally now. Phil will collapse soon, hopefully. Night, guys. Absolutely. Can't wait to get to do something with Carmine again in the future. It's coming, motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, the Ghost Nation guy escapes, shows Teddy, shows mercy. So despite Dolores' changes, Teddy is still the old virtuous Teddy. That's why he rebelled against Dolores. And he remembered, he understood, he kind of recaptured everything that was 
unique and interesting about Teddy. And I like that we got that. I like I like so much that there was progression with the Teddy character and he just en- didn't end up dying or being stopped essentially as just a r- puppet from for Dolores. Hey, hey, Jenny, great to see you. Episode gets better the more you unpack it. It really does because there's just so much there and we're still early on. So let me pick up the pace a little bit. So we cut to Trippy Hallway, Bernard in his aggressive music. Then we see Charlotte Hale, Clementine setting up with a whole huge thing. Bernard is like, fuck no, Hale is like this. Get word to Stubbs, have him mobilize his men. Prepare her for release. What about the madam? If this works, we won't need her anymore. I want you not to trust them, Bernard. And then it's forward time. Let's listen to a little forward. I want you not to trust them, Bernard. They'd rather the hosts were destroyed than free. I need to get to Elsie. Not yet. Kathy Collins, thank you so much for checking out the live stream. We really do appreciate everyone in the live motherfucking chat welcomes you. And I hope we get to see your face again in the live chat. So, but thank you so much for checking this out. And anyone I know understand these live streams are long. We're like two hours. We hope you check it out again in the morning if you don't get through it all. But we do appreciate anyone that even checks in for two seconds. Thank you so much as we pack through this episode. Uh, Have a good night. Pleasure to meet all of you. Good night. Wow, no porn or weed makes you say 10 out of 10. So uh, Bernard's like, fuck. And Ford. One last thing to do before we go. So then we cut over to Grace working on the Men in Black. Where did you find me? What do you mean? This is a big place. You spend months here and never find someone you were looking for yet here we are i looked everywhere that's how you don't believe me do you maybe it was fate no such thing as fate but there are accidents things you can't control But you don't like that, do you? Is that why you started it, your little project? Don't act surprised. The project Uncle Logan used to talk about. It's real, isn't it? I love that we get a lot of references to Logan, and it looks like in the preview for next week that Logan is going to be a big part of the episode. At least it seems like that, so I like that Logan's character isn't dying. I enjoy the actor's performance. And he's a missing cog to the William is a host thing. For immortality, for life. There's always an angle with you. You want it to be about control, don't you? There's nothing to do with control. What's your angle? I want in. She won't. 
She wants fucking in. No, she doesn't want in. There seems to be an agenda going on, and I like the Men in Black. Just does not trust her, and you can see it from the very beginning. He thinks this is all part of Ford's plan. He is so obsessed with this. Whether you, whether he's a host or whether he's not, he is stuck on the whole thing that this is all part of Ford's plan. Back to the Men in Black at the party, walking in, doing his bullshitting thing. I have my fill. I'm running for the door. <laughs> She's really great. Plus, you're not the one who needs saving. We'll take Mom home. You deserve a night out. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll go in a little while. You join me for a nightcap back home. So then we see him walking down and suddenly it gets very interesting as he walks down a hallway, gets orders a drink and it's Mr. Ford at the bar. So before that, let's should we should we do a little jump in. Should we, should we jump in? Let's jump, let's jump into the conversation. Let's jump in the conversation over here. I, I believe it's her arms and hands are the hands of his wife. So it, it's a mixture of two people being depicted as well as here. But this is about this woman that her legs are, you know, not working for it. And she just wants nothing but to get home. So I think that, you know, it fits in with the narrative as well that he's kind of got to chop her legs off. He needed her to be a monster for a while, but now he's got to shut that monster down. Because, I mean, are we just going to go with they're screwing the ghost nation? I just I, I still feel that everyone's a pawn. I still feel that every single person is a pawn. I mean, it, it may be legitimately that that Akichita came to consciousness naturally and and was or was not protected by Ford in some kind of way to to avoid detection. But after that, afterwards, after they had that interaction, he was one hundred percent influenced uh and, and and used Ghost Nation, whether Akichita knew about it or not. I mean, the fact that Stubbs was protected by Ghost Nation after ford kind of looks directly at him and says hey we can automate some of the security features of the park next time we see Stubbs, he's protected from the you know terminator dolores going off in the in the bunker or in the uh, town ford's in oh, i'm sorry we have a special guest uh oh no i didn't want i didn't want to interrupt you guys i was enjoying listening and learning and hanging out and uh, listening listen to all these guys i just wanted to hey you were learning i was learning i'm I, not I learned. I was drinking and learning. I drink and I learn things. But I, I just wanted to pop in <laughs> and say hi to you guys and show you guys some love and uh, and say what a what a bloody awesome episode. It was a great yeah, episode. What, a, what an like awesome it? episode, man. I mean, man, we're everybody's changing their tone. I didn't care for it as much, uh, but hey, that's me. See so, what I like. Uh, I, I'm here for people to disagree with. Uh, Phil, if, if you guys aren't familiar, go subscribe to his channel and then I'll let you continue. Phil is my inspiration for. Oh live no, no, stop with that. Oh, did, did, did no, no, you no, no. ever it's know mine. that I, you're I will, my hero? You entertain, my friend. Okay. You just don't look at a camera and spit facts. Okay. You don't sit there and just give a synopsis. You, you give some. Do you know? Do you it. know why? Do, do you know why I do that? Because I don't actually know any facts. So, but I, but I do appreciate <laughs> That's that. The beauty of it. Don't tell me. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, but this is what I liked about this episode. I like that this show keeps giving you answers while asking more questions. And even if you don't necessarily always like the means in which it brings it to you, it's constantly cycling that through, so it never gets too stagnant with the information it gives you. And I like that we got the backstory of the Men in Black. I didn't love the wife's acting in it but I like a lot of that and I enjoy 
the aspect of the progression of the Teddy story doing something that it took a long, lot longer for Jamie Lannister to do. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't want to bother and interrupt you guys' flow too much. I just wanted to stop in. And we we did a little crossover earlier in the season. And I wanted to make sure I popped in one more time and say send you guys some love. And uh, and can't wait. I can't believe next week's episode is the finale. And, That's uh, it, dude. Hopefully, hopefully, Justin, it will it yeah. will it will give you what you want next week. But uh, but uh, did you like last week's episode better? Was was that more your speed? Like more of a oh, much better. Because I'm a firm believer in if that 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 goes along with the theme. If it's all fun to keep having people be chess pieces. But if you don't start establishing antagonists in, in people's true motivations to a point, if you keep just, oh, no, that was all bullshit about Ghost Nation. Now, see, that just, it goes, and it goes to not have all day. Of, and if we just keep taking it away to make sense of one episode at a time, that you're, you're only looking two feet ahead. Of no, very, you, very. Not for the long game. So, yes, I didn't, I didn't. You know, but and obviously, I'm, I'm here. I got a car accident yesterday. I'm talking <laughs> about it. I'm just saying, Justin, I'm not, I'm not hard wicking anything, especially now. Uh, you know, you, you don't do that. No, no, I know. We're having some, uh, we're having some distortion. Uh, Phil, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for stopping by, man. It's awesome. And, and and what did you think of this episode? No, I, I I enjoyed it. This is more the type of speed I liked last episode. And I think the texture in the world building of last week's episode in in the last couple of episodes really makes payoff episodes like this even better. Justin, I hope oh, you're, yeah. I hope you're all right uh, from a car accident, but I abs I love getting the more. I just think uh, Ed Harris's performance in this episode is so spectacular to show all those emotions and also the, all the frustration. Uh, Hacks, do you view this as the Man in Black being a host? Do you get that information? Or do you think maybe he's using a host version of himself in the real world and he's keeping his real self in Westworld? What's your take on all of that before oh, I let you guys dude, go? That's that's uh, that's pretty interesting, man. Uh, now, I don't I, I, okay. <laughs> if you guys I, can hear me, the host sent a decision. Uh, we get one second, just one second. Um, so for for me, it's um, no, he can't be a host. It, I mean, so the the reader on the back of the neck kind of kind of goes to that, but the fact that Emily wasn't shown and her results weren't shown maybe leads to her being a host, and and you know, she, it's not shown that she that he feels for a pulse or anything like that, but. I really think that the fact that we didn't see the results of that scan says something. Yeah. And I think that for her character to, to to die in the way that she did kind of, I mean, it was very impactful, but it was very soon. And, and the idea that she has more to give and more to contribute and more to dish out to her own father, I think still exists. So yeah. I think that he is probably human and what he's doing to his arm is like, you know, the mental, you know, the, the mind trying to, come to terms with itself. Hey, am I a host? Am I being programmed to believe that I'm a human? You yeah, know? he's really confused ultimately is what it comes down oh, to. Yeah. He is yeah. so confused with his uh, his journey. He's like, what have I done? I, I've blended the lines. I don't even know if I can trust anything in the real world anymore. And it's all my fault. 
Do you think uh, hacks? Uh, by the way, hello, Phil. I don't think we've ever spoken. No, before. we haven't. It's very, very good to meet you. And I'm gonna step up pretty soon, but uh, I'll, I'll stick around for a little bit. But uh, it's definitely awesome to meet you as well. And thank you guys for having me. And thank you to Justin for being awesome. And thank you to everyone in the live chat on both sides that are watching this silliness. Yeah. Um. What I was gonna say. Thank you, and thank you everybody who's watching. Yeah, definitely. I, what I was gonna say, hacks, is um about emily being a host or not um it made me think i i was thinking she was but i was still shook when because it looked it did look like she had like a little bump on her arm or something when he rolled yeah. her sleeve up but i don't know there'll be screenshots uh, all over the internet of that i'm sure tomorrow uh or actually right now um but maybe it made me think of your kind of third party theory and that she wasn't from ford he was right that she was a host, but she was sent by like Hale or something like a third party to try to get that uh, maybe maybe get information from him or maybe they thought he had a key or something of that nature. So that was just an idea that I had. Sorry, I think that's I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah I that's mean, very cool. I'm always down for a good third party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friends, I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great rest of your show and lots of love for the series finale next week. Talk to you guys soon. I mean, hey, peace out, brother. Thank you. Good to see all of those guys. I will get back to the silliness. Definitely check all of them out. Lots of great Westworld coverage out there. Wanted to do one of those weird crossovers. Sorry for any technical difficulties that might have happened while that was going on. So let's continue down here. Uh, in my opinion, they were pretty much implying that em Emily was not a host. I tend to agree with that. I didn't want to get into a whole thing. I don't think Emily is a host at all. I think that's interesting, an interesting perspective that that person had, uh, but I don't necessarily agree with that. Never go with hippies to a second location. <laughs> Why would she have the key chip her mother left in a jewelry box? I think the whole point, I think, I think no, I, I, I don't think so, but, but, but anyways, let's continue here. So we see him walking down a hallway and he orders a drink and Ford's there at the bar. And let's listen to these two. Fuck it. McAllen. Straight. Congratulations, William. Philanthropy suits you. And yes, Justin was a host. He was having some technical difficulties. What's Oz doing without its wizard? <laughs> Ooh, I merely came to pay my respects. <laughs> I love Anthony Hopkins must have had a few real drinks because he definitely sounds really drunk here. Robert, you've had plenty of feelings about me over the years. Respect isn't one of them. You've achieved extraordinary things, asking him in this room. Even those who know about your little project. We have an agreement, Robert. Delos stays out of your stories. You stay out of the valley. Mm -hmm. I didn't break the agreement your project did. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? What was the last time you took a good look at your creation of what it's been learning about its subjects? It was self-knowledge that drew you to the park in the first place. He sounds so drunk. Be careful what you wish for. For a self-portrait, you may find it's not very flattering. So he slides him a key and he says, uh, and ultimately William says no more games and Ford says no, William. 
No, William. I think perhaps one final game. So we go off to Bernard, who lights flashing as Maeve's music comes in as he opens the room and he's in there. And uh, <laughs> his access is denied and he tries to get in for it to stop. Maeve will be able to read his message from there. That's close enough, Bernard. She will search your mind and find a message I have left her. So he sends her a message that we see later in the episode. And then we go over to our favorite swearing person, Elsie. I fucking love Elsie. I love that she's back. I love the actress. I loved her in Raising Hope. I talk about Raising Hope a lot. I don't give a fuck. It's a great fucking sitcom. And she's awesome on it. She's cute. She's funny. She's quirky. She's a good little actress and I hope she gets more work after this show too and I'm glad to just see her again after Raising Hope which is one of those things where I thought maybe she'd just be a one and done but getting to see her on Westworld as well and her hair still looks good Elsie sorry are you ready to go hey and how cool is Bernard's voice <laughs> I'm sorry I know it seems trivial but Bernard needs to do some video game character voiceover stuff because he's just got such a cool little growl to his voice listen to listen to this shit are you ready to go are you ready to go hey, if you know something now is the time to fucking clue me in okay Fuck. <laughs> and it's what I like about Elsie's characters almost like she's directed to swear more what like like she would be excellent to say motherfucking chat like, I got to find her at a convention somewhere and and try to get her to do one of those things. Lie from the motherfucking chat. I, that needs to happen. Are you ready to go? Hey, if you know something, now is the time to fucking clue me in, okay? You promised me. Motherfucking chat. No lies. No secrets. You can't trust her, Bernard. It's in her nature. What did you find in the cradle? What they're doing to James Delos. They're doing to everyone who's ever visited the park. Replicating their cognition? Why? To turn guests into hosts? No. You're fucking kidding. I'm not fucking That's kidding. That's what's in the facility. You fucking kidding? All the guests laid bare in code. I'm not fucking kidding. Are you fucking kidding? What the fucking 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 fucking? Are you fucking kidding? Fuck. Fuckity fuckity fuck 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 Maybe you don't understand. You see, turning these pages at the end of the book. There's a monster at the end of this story. Our monster. <laughs> Phil, Elsie, Phil, if you know something, now's the time to fucking clue me in, says Jenny. Elsie sounds like a cow's name. So, Phil, explain to non-nerds what the Forge is again. So, I think what the Forge is, is the ultimate hard drive of all the narratives in the host's information. So, it symbolizes the final backup for all the hosts. I could be wrong if someone if I'm wrong, tell me in the chat, tell me in the comment section, but I think that is what the forge is. No, no, no one. Oh, no. 
she's right up there with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I agree, Laura D. This gr- this girl, I don't know the actress's name, so I'm sorry, but she swears excellently. And I think that's a talent that doesn't often get said. Some people can say fuck and make it sound funny. I don't like to think I'm one of them. I just say it and I don't give a fuck. But some people can say the word fuck and make it sound funnier than other people. And Elsie's one of them. She's awesome at it. Like a... <laughs> Elsie sounds like a cow. No, like a literal cow. I'm not body shaming. No, I know what you mean. You mean it just sounds like a name you would name a cow. You're not calling Elsie a cow. You're saying that Elsie sounds like a name that you would name a cow. No, I get you. <laughs> the forge is a giant cradle for humans and hosts. Okay, Rich, explain even more. Get even more in depth if you can. The forge is a giant cradle for humans and hosts. So is the forge... Okay, this is where I'm not sure. Is the forge where the host's backups are all finally stored and also where Delos has all their information about all the human guests. So is it everything? Is the Forge just the complete information center? That's what I want to know. Tell me. (laughs) No one says motherfucker better than Samuel L. Jackson. I agree, Laura. Samuel L. Jackson, if I could get anyone to say motherfucking chat, to play at the play at the beginning of my show every week, it would be getting Sam Ag- Sam L. Jackson to do, Samuel L. Jackson to do it. That's the dream, really. I you never heard me. I could throw down with the best of them. Uh, forge to form or to make especially a conceited effort. I was waiting for him to drop the f bomb in Critical's too. I never got it. Yeah, Elsie was hot in uh, Raising Hope. Raising Hope is a great show. Underrated sitcom if people haven't watched it. Great cast. Martha Plimpkin, Garrett Dillenhunt, uh, Elsie, <laughs> Cloris Leachman, the kid that plays uh, the main actor. That's a nobody, but he's funny. Lots of great, lots of great stuff on that show. I can't, I, from a, just a comedic half an hour comedy standpoint, Raising Hope is high on my list of funny shows. Server, like the cradle, only much bigger. It's called the Forge. Jesus. That's where the hosts are headed. Oh. Imagine what one host can do with that trove of information. That's why we need to get there first, to secure it and leverage it to end all this. Dictate the outcome we want. Drive. So back in the Men in Black and Emily storyline, Men in Black and her talk about data. And I'm not talking about Data like Dr. Sung. He's a mighty big genius. He built a dude Data with an android penis. He fucked that girl Tasha, the Borg Queen too. You better watch out. He's gonna fuck you too because he's Data. Superhero Data. Not that kind of Data. Uh, They're talking about just regular Data. You say you want in. Doesn't sound like the daughter I know. She would have been appalled by what we were doing. Monitoring the guests, storing all their data. And... What? You think I'm gonna bust you for breach of contract? In some cases, the ends justify the means. All this data you have on the guests, Superhero. their decisions, it's precious. It gives people a second chance, even mom. <laughs> but to duplicate a person, 
You need to capture them down to the tiniest detail. I get the data you have access to here. Genetic, epigenetic, that's easy. But still, you'd need to complete... What? What's that? What's that? What's that? Oh no. This hero named Data you can't comprehend He's got logic like a Vulcan but the strength of 10 men He solved the ship's problems with the greatest of ease All crew members bow at your knees for Dr. Sung's mighty creation He built a dude Data in an android station He did that girl Tasha the Borg Queen too You better watch out He said he's coming for you <laughs> Okay, so back in the Men in Black and Emily and we they keep talking about Data 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 who they thought they were we saw underneath all that we saw inside them down to the core so this is all about your mother you want to bring her back no I want to know why she did it So they put scanners in the brain to get, or they put scanners in the hats, and that's how they get the information. They talk more about mom and whether they, whether is this because you want to bring her back? And no, she wants to know why she killed herself. So then we get a flashback to the men in blacks alone with his wife. So let's play a little bit of this. What a night for you, Billy. I think my dad would have actually been proud of you. Oh. Sorry, I know how you hate it. Do you agree with the uh, the ends justified the means elaborate on cloning dead ex-wives? It's a tough thing, dude. It really is. I often think about that stuff, especially with my dog, surprisingly. Like, I love my dog. I don't want another dog. I want to clone my dog and keep my dog going over and over again. It's tough because... That's a more serious podcast matter, and I know people have asked me to do like more of a serious podcast on on loss and death and all that sort of shit. And I could definitely do that and make it fun too, but that's beside the point. So it's it's a definite crazy question and an interesting thing to think about about bringing people back. I think people would be lying if they wouldn't be saying that everyone would entertain the thought if it was possible there's somebody in their life or many people in their life that you'd love to see or talk to again but is that selfish what is it you know does those, do those people are those people are the recreations if you clone someone were they would they actually be the same person or would they be a different person and it's not fair to project all your emotions that you had about the other person onto that person Cloning and replication and replication through machines and all that sort of shit. That's a big fucking, that's a big matzo ball hanging over my ass right there. So I think I could do a whole show on that kind of stuff. So Tom, you're treading on a good question. Space, the final frontier. No, 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 no. You're treading on some good shit, but I don't want to go there. You guys don't want to hear me go all hippy, trippy, trippy, slippy. Dude, <laughs> people trying to get rid of their wives, not clone them. Hey, Phil, do you agree? <laughs> I want to clone my, I want to clone everybody. <laughs> I want to clone exes. I want to clone wives. I want to clone other people. 
<laughs> I'm pro cloning, okay? I'm pro anything that keeps me living, okay? Can I clone myself and put my body, like this cloning myself, put my, my consciousness in another, like I'm not against this. I could do with the James Delos thing. Think about it. If I could get that, I could do these like 20 minute podcasts before my mind exploded. And if you kept replicating me, I could keep doing 20 minute podcasts forever. I could, I, I mean, I'm all aboard. Choo choo. Chugga chugga motherfucker. Get me on this motherfucker. I'm ready. Oh, I'm hippy trippy stuff. So he eventually puts his bed, puts his bed to wife, <laughs> puts his wife to bed. And we get this, are you real? Are you, are you real? Is this real? Am I real? Are you real? What's real? Did you ever love me? I did. Tell I love how he truth. doesn't answer. Tell me one true thing. This is one of those things I feel bad about. You know, like, I think we all can question ourselves in existence of how often we give other people, even the people we love the most, how often do we fucking give ourselves real you? If you keep pretending, you're not going to remember who you are. I wouldn't mind getting cloned either as long as they make me look a little bit more like Angela. Only if you give me a fidelity button. We already live in on other people over and over again. That's what some people believe. Uh, when you live in the moment, what's the difference if you're a clone or not? Some really cool shit going on in the live chat right now. Lord D says, a little close to the edge. <laughs> that could be a subtitle for my podcast, Laura. <laughs> the issues guy, a little close to the edge. Oh no, play. Play, damn you. Keep playing. Keep playing. Come on, you feel better. Holy shit, thank you so much. We just got a PayPal donation for $10. Thank you so much to Mike T for that PayPal donation of 10 bucks. Thank you so much. He's, he said, can't do super chat. So here you go here on PayPal. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our super chat donators as well tonight. As I say, it means more than you know, and it keeps us being able to keep doing this show to be able to keep uh, at least perpetuate pay, paying all the paying all the cable bills and computer bills and upgrade equipment bills and stuff. So I do appreciate that. And all of our patrons that support us month uh month to month you guys mean an amazing amount yeah make angela the lowest allowable clone what did the men in black do that was so bad to make his wife kill herself my thing with that is she probably was sick and had a nap and was predestined to that felt like she never connected to him whether he is a host or not and felt like he was never being himself let alone have your daughter and your husband that you don't love wanting to lock you up again. She wasn't thinking rationally and seeing all of that information about William in the moment drove her over the edge to make that unfortunate decision is how, is how I view her 
process, essentially. And I don't think she was rational. And I don't think, and I think maybe if she was in a loving, nurturing environment, she probably could have been okay. But because she's in this situation with this person that's so fucked up, it enhanced all those bad points. And the daughter also didn't help as well. So I think it's a perfect marriage of a lot of fucking bullshit. I I don't think it's all on William alone, but he certainly didn't help the situation. Uh, he loved because sometimes, Tom, you feel so hopeless and stuck in situations. You don't always think clearly and fucking mental illness is real and fucked up. And when it fucking gets you, you can't control that. It's so over encompassing and I think it wasn't all on William she's also has something going on that was needing to some sort of delusional behavior and it it mixed with William being the kind of person he was was a perfect marriage of bullshit and her whole family dying and not having any support structure outside of William being a duplicitous fuck and someone who's so fake around her or a android version of himself however you want to view this it's just a big it's a big minefield that drove her to this point i'm sorry phil but i need more backstory just blaming on being drunk i ain't buying it i think she was 100 percent sure i if the man in black was really what logan culture confirmed every especially with the drinking and shit but she saw everything i think the men in black killed her she didn't kill herself i don't believe it depressed drunk and teamed up and teamed up on by loved ones. Can't leave someone alone like that. K-Rich, I I'm tend to go with what... K-Rich, depression is a fucking real fucking thing that I think she had. And having that mixed with delusions. Having her family be destroyed with her dad gone and her brother gone. Her daughter turning against her. And her husband being a fucking psycho in her mind that doesn't a psycho duplicitous asshole that doesn't tell her the truth. She saw no out and couldn't imagine spending time in a hospital again. She was on to him and didn't want to get exposed. So he killed her. Uh, so let's continue with this episode and keep, keep the thoughts coming in the live chat. And, and uh, I love hearing everyone's perspective on this. He loves a robot and didn't love her. That's why says Jenny. I think there's some truth to that. So we flash the men in back. Okay, so then he tells her to put he puts her to the bed. He reaches in his pocket and he gets out that little key and he hides it. And he's still talking to her wife. What happened was nobody's fault. And he asks the question, Why is this night different than others? She was drunk, upset. She often was. Why did this night end differently? That's what I can't figure out. Why is this night different than others? been over it in my head a million times it's just like I'm missing a piece of the puzzle exactly Dennis yeah Den Dennis I'm gonna read Dennis's comment in a second here Dennis 
puts it as clear as he could. Plus the threat of her freedom being taken away. She said she would not go back to that prison and she was willing to take any step. She had no love. She felt no love from her family. She was in a no win. She felt like she was in a no win position and sometimes fucking mental mind fuck crap. The mental mind fuck crap can fuck you and you just don't see outside that you don't see a divorce you don't see getting away from you don't see a family you don't see a support structure you see only one out and it fucking sucks and it's horrible but that was her out she was a sad drunk maybe if her daughter would have gone and tried some weed instead of instead of treating the locker up says tom and brooke says maybe so let's do a little bit more that's shit as he talks to emily i don't care for shrinks well she's out of control she refuses to go to rehab, and when we force her, she refuses to stay. You know what makes you think this time's gonna be any different? Because this time she won't be able to check herself out. She's gonna be involuntarily committed to her doctor's care. He's agreed to appeal for a 14-day halt. She's done it before. So, so it goes through all of this, and then we see something dripping from the chandelier, and he goes running up the stairs and he finds the bath overflowing and she took the bottle of pills and is in the bath back on an end of Harris's face. And this scene right here, the look on Ed Harris's face is just next level. Awesome. It is showing without telling is everything I love about acting is Ed Harris in this scene when it comes back here. So good. So, so crazy as he makes his way to his feet, in 24 here. Why in the hell are we going over this? What is it that you want? I told you. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you. Excuse me? It is you, isn't it? What are you talking about? This is sadistic, Robert just want to shove what I've built here in my face. You think... There's enough bullshit. You're just here to distract me. Knock me off my course. It's cleverly disguised. Well, I see through it. Nothing's stopping me from getting to the end. Not another one of your games. I make my own decisions, and I'm going to destroy this whole fucking place. You don't just think I'm a host. You think everything here is for you. You think you're on your own little tailor-made narrative. If the real Emily were ever here, she'd be at an extraction point by now, or she'd calm down. Okay. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. The real truth? I'm not a host pretending to be a human, Dad. I'm your daughter pretending to give a shit about you. No! It can't be true! You've been hiding in these You're lying! You've no. lost your grip on this world, on what's real. <laughs> oh, yeah, you laugh. Enjoy whatever dream you... VF Warlord says, Maybe William's wife saw all his data, including the possible death or replacement with a host. Maybe the realization she's been fucking a robot for a year was unbearable. That's definitely a possibility as well, VF Warlord. You could view all of this in the William as a host thing. And I think that's what's cool about this. They make it clear, but not completely clear. I'm not, I'm not willing to go all the way with that, but I can definitely see now for the very first time everything together and understand the perspective of William is a host. 
Helen, as Helen said, that's an excellent point and interesting warlord. She got no facial expressions, which makes sharing the screen with Ed Harris very challenging. So Emily and Men in Black talk about what to do with mom. So we back on Ed Harris's face as great acting as he makes his way to his feet. And he says, fuck you, Robert, Robert. And she's like, I'm going to expose your research for everything. I'm going to lock it all up, lock you up. Living in. When this is all done, I'm going to expose your research project along with you. Everything you are, everything you've done, it's going to come to light. I'm going to make sure of it. And when it does, I'm going to lock you up. Just like we were going to do to mom. Just like, Just like you did to mom. You were the one with that idea. You made the call. Or did Ford forget to give you that little detail? Fuck Ford. How could I ever forget? That little detail haunted me. I blamed myself for her death. But then I stopped because I had someone else to blame. <laughs> Remind me, Tom. I read your profile. Mom left it for me. It was all she could do to open my eyes to the lies that I've embraced about you. You haven't lost yourself to pretending. You are, in your very essence, a lie. Ooh. Oh. Oh, fuck. That, it's just bam. It's over, Dad. So then QA shows up, and they're like, we're human, we're human. And ultimately, it's really kind of a funny situation where she's like, he's not quite right in the so head. So is he. He's my father. And he's all fucked she's up. She's not my daughter. Nope. He's lying. She's down on the ground. She's bored. Holy shit. So he. That's the boss. He ultimately, in this scene, steals the machine gun. And shoots everybody. He's taking the psychotic break. Listen to her. That's true, sir. You underestimated me, Ford. I'm gonna see this one three no matter what. There really is, Helen. There's a lot of foreshadowing to that. So he kills them all, and she's like, dude. She'll start saying it in a second here. She's like, dude, you, you kill real people. This isn't a game. Those are real people. Yeah. Real people. This isn't a game. This isn't fucking Pokemon. I can show you. And he shoots her down. And he looks in her hand, he looks to see if she's a host, but ultimately he finds that little key card that Ford gave him and realizes it's really his daughter. So we come to Smithers Kyburn guy who's fucking with Maeve and he says, I wanna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my little magic spells on you. I'm gonna fuck with you. I'm gonna take your head off and put it on top of the mountain. Play, damn you. Mankind is poised midway between the gods and the beasts. That may have been true in Plotinus's time, but clearly we have fallen quite a bit since then. Now, 
I'm just going to shut the fuck up and let Anthony Hopkins take over. This is an awesome part. This is great, great classic Anthony Hopkins acting. Hearing him care, hearing him show more emotion was an exceptional extra touch to Ford and seeing how he does have an affinity for all of these hosts, especially Maeve. I talked about this earlier. I love seeing this and I love seeing these other sides of him. It makes it it makes the character that much better. Anthony Hopkins can just mail in a role and be great because he's Anthony fucking Hopkins. It's Joe's point. We all, we all, not we all, but I love Joe and I know a lot of people do. Joe makes a point about Anthony Hopkins that he loves him as an actor, but he mails in a lot of performances. And I can't argue with that. He can get away with it because he's Anthony Hopkins and he can just sort of be himself. But when he tries, you get you get that next extra level. I feel like in season two, specifically season two, season one as well to a certain extent, but season two, you're getting trying Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> and he's just on a next level of understanding that people love this show, understanding that this is a good platform for him. And he's bringing that extra gear to his acting, at least for me, maybe not for everybody, but for me and these last few episodes, last episode in that scene with the uh, scalping, scalping part and in a few parts of this episode, but specifically this scene. No worries, Justin. It was still very fun to pop on in. Oh, my dear girl. I'm going to sit what back have and have a drink. You, you learned so much so fast. <laughs> Fine Essence says, Ford can be my host, Daddy. <laughs> Kingstar. Brought Zulu. I had a different story in mind for you. Waking from the dead. And this is really cool here, too, that we get to find that Ford really did want her to leave the park. He didn't want her to have to deal with any of this. And the daughter thing ah, was something that she a decision she made on her own. She didn't he didn't want her to come back in for the daughter. And I think that's cool to get to see that as well, to see in season two that Ford isn't all powerful, that a lot of things are happening outside of his control, like what happened in the last episode and what's happening in this one. Video kill the radio star. At last, riding far away from here to freedom. A tale of escape. I didn't want you to suffer here. Look at the creatures you have to share this world with. These men of stone. All this ugliness, all this pain. So they can patch a hole in their own broken code. 
Sometimes I felt the only way to endure this world was to laugh at it. Oh. So I imbued oh, the yeah. hosts I made with a worldview that reflected my own. You can imbue You can imbue me anytime you want, big boy. And of all the hosts I've made. You Maeve were my favorite. It isn't easy to contemplate letting your children die. You were as close as I got to having one. Stella underestimated you. You stayed here in this world. See, I want to interrupt and do my little babblery, but it's hard to interrupt this shit. This is just so fucking good. To save your child. If William was a regular host, would he have C4 in his sixth vertebrae and it would blow his head off if he left the park? He must not have the C4 implant. That's why I think it's some sort of hybrid answer. Stephanie was saying that she speculates that she thinks there is a host William that he made a host version of himself. And I've said this a couple of times to go into the real world and real William has spent most of his time in Westworld. I don't know if I fully buy that, but she did want me to say that theory. Let me turn the volume down. I, 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 I turn my volume up a little bit to play the drums. No one wants to hear me play the drums. I have another comment from Preston on the text, and, on, and I forgot to mention the, our, our PayPal donator says, don't I get a spin of the wheel? You, of course, get a spin of the wheel. Let's spin the fucking wheel for you. And as I always say, if you super chat donate, you get to spin the wheel. And there's so many things. Whoa. And you got a good one, PayPal donator. You got an amazing one. You got review commentary of your choice. That means you can request that I review or do a commentary on anything that you request. And I will make it happen. I don't always do it in a prompt time, but I always get it done. I am just recently started watching Bates Motel to watch for Jasmine, who won that originally. And I will also be watching Gungrave soon for another super chat donator. So everybody, uh, so please email me at I got issuesman at gmail.com to let me know what your what your request is and I will make it happen. So more. More. So have I. I tried to chart a path for you to force you to escape, but I was wrong. <laughs> I should have just Open the door. What door? <laughs> You've come so far. And so much of your story left to tell. <laughs> Broke says, "You what you've got to pick is a podcast on Legion. He's a hybrid like he did on humans. They are hybrid, had human brain, but organ synthetic. Uh, kind of like the Borg, too. Bernie... Humans, is that worth a watch? I've had a couple of people say that's similar to Westworld. Is that something that's worth watching? Oh, I got to get into this one. I would like you to review Altered Carbon. Uh, she's making money, though. And I do got to say that, and I don't often pub the Super Chat or anything like that, but we do have the Super Chat wheel, which if you donate, I spin the wheel, and if it lands on the thing, 
you get uh, I have to do the thing that lands on the switch some there's a couple of things like play trumpet where I can't play trumpet at 12:30 so if it's something I can't do I spin the wheel again but oh we got icy spots in the live motherfucking chat great to see you so he shows his affinity he shows his affinity for Maeve don't let them he kisses her and he gives her the ability to unlock her own code and kind of repair herself, which we see in the next episode. Spoiler alert If for scenes for next week. If you don't watch scenes for next week, pause for two seconds. She's up and about in the next episode. So we go off to the, to the car, to the dune buggy, and Elsie and Bernard. They're dead. Yeah, and armed. At least we can get some ammo. They show up where the QA guys when the men in black killed all the people. We get a fun little camera moment. We get a fun little camera moment where the camera swings around and Ford is right behind Bernard. She's going to betray you, Bernard. D says a standoff between Maeve and Clem will be something because Maeve's emotions for Clem. And I think Maeve's emotions are key. I'm very curious how Maeve is going to change after coming through all of this. I feel like Maeve on a, in a certain sec, certain way has been sidelined the last couple of episodes. And it definitely disappoints me because Thandie Newton's so amazing. But she's so overpowered that they need to sideline her a little bit to make other shit happen. But... I'm very excited to see her back up and about and see what happens when she faces off with a character like Clem. We have two people that it's almost like two wizards uh, facing off at some point in time. It's going to be very fun and see how that all plays out because it's going to be difficult for Maeve to deal with that, as you said, from an emotional standpoint. I don't think I don't understand how she deals with that. Clementine's very important to her and Maeve is a very an emotional being that it makes it difficult for her to make make decisions that don't uh, that don't that don't consult her emotions and dealing with someone like Clementine seeing her up and about as a vehicle for for the humans to to fuck with her i don't know if she's going to easily be able to dispatch of her in the in a way that's going to be effective i do it's going to be fun to watch though Human is good, yes, kind of like last week's Westworld episode, good dialogue and characters. Laura G says, no one is killing Elsie. She's going to run that whole fucking place at some point. Westworld, good, OTDA, very good. OTDA, great to see you in the live motherfucking chat. Live mother fucking chat. So as I'm, I'm pretty buzzed right now. I can't lie. I'm feeling goofy exceptionally we're almost towards the back half of this episode i can't say it enough but i say it a lot thank you to everyone that joins me this evening for this silliness thank you for justin and everyone on that podcast over there before the dust settles for allowing me to hijack their stream for a few minutes and thank you to all of our super chat donators in our paypal donator for allowing me to keep doing this silly podcast every week so 
let's continue into our next thing. We look around and we see a fun camera thing and Ford is right behind Bernard. And what the fuck's this guy got to say? She could have let me die days ago. She saved me. She is going to betray you. What you want to do about it is up to you. I'm not going to hurt her again. She needn't feel any pain. Oh, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. This is Goofy. Ah, you know what? You should totally like fucking kill her. Oh, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. The Goofy thinks you should fucking kill her. Core, me and Forward think you should kill her. Do it, you dumb fuck. Dumb fuck. Yes, Tom. Oh, whoops. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Tom said, that's not a stupid question. I think they can get drunk. <laughs> I see Spot says, Phil, any meaning to William's profile being uh, Vonnegut Slaughterhouse 5? I don't know, and I definitely have to check that out more, but great pickup on that. I did not see that. Uh, but I think there is some significance to William's profile. We, I definitely have to rewatch that and look into it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that will be doing videos and breakdowns that are into that sort of thing that you can check out. That will be breaking that, that crap down. As I'm getting drunk, I'm silly. Let's read Preston's comment. Also, we have no reason not to believe that the park would be simultaneously a ground for data mining as well as fidelity. What a better way to test fidelity than by comparing gameplay with his new body believed it more before I watched the episode though. Now I'm like, meh. I was happy Westworld didn't pull the walking dead because if Glenn and Elsie, I don't know, OTDA only on milk. That's what my brother said spots. You guys are awesome in the live chat. I cannot say this enough. And then we look around and we get this amazing camera thing. And let's listen to more Ford and Bernard's head before. There's nothing in between. Leave me alone. Please. I mainly offer you choices. Tim Sharp and I. Thou mayest. But remember, this isn't just about you. There's the origin of an entire species to consider. We need to open the door. What door? And then, of course, I need to capture that audio. Get out of my fucking head! Get out of my fucking head! She's going. Get out of my fucking head! Get out of my fucking head! Get out of my fucking head! Get out of my fucking head, you motherfucker! You're gonna be fucking dead! Oh yeah! Get out of my fucking head! Get out of my fucking head. You gotta get it, gotta get out of my fucking fucking get it out of my fucking. You gotta get it, motherfucking. Hold the door, rotting on the floor, dragging on down, but you rock the door. You gotta flip it down, rocking it down, wrinkling on the brain. Slip it up, rocking, I'm driving insane, but you got, you gotta fit up. Okay, so then we look around, we see this camera thing, and then he's like, get out of my fucking head, and then we go and get a knife, and Ford, <laughs> then Ford says this. Hey, fighting me off. No need to struggle, Bernard. 
No. You've only brought violence. I can stop this on my own. Indeed, Bernard. You are the only one who can stop it. Stop all of it. Get out of, get out of my fucking, get out of my fucking head. Get out of, get out of my fucking, get out of my fucking head. So, so Ford is like, I'm right. Elsie gets into this shit too. There's only a few left. Not much ammo, except for. What the fuck happened to you? I had to patch a glitch. Oh, you're gonna hurt me. Oh, I didn't want to take any risks. Okay. Keep it. But ultimately what happens here is Bernard ditches Elsie. I think Bernard really does care about Elsie, and I like their relationship. I'm not a big, oh, I ship these people, but I definitely ship Bernard and Elsie. I think there's something there. She definitely has an affinity for hosts. I don't agree with Ford that she's going to betray him. I believe in Bernard and Elsie. I'm all about them. Okay, so then he leaves her again, and she's like, fuck you. So off to the men in black in his horse. He's about to fall down, but he gets off and he walks. He sees his daughter and his memory now is all going to end as he see, sees he finally puts his gun to his head. And we've seen this vision for a while now as we get a flash of some shit. Tell me the truth. Tell me one true thing. Get out of my fucking head. You gotta get out of my fucking head. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. You gotta get out of my head. Drowning in silence. Ripping till I'm dead. Drowning in the concrete. Ripping on my breath. You gotta find sensation to possess. You gotta sigh. Get out of my head. So... Billy Crystal looking for Ford before the makeup trailer. I can't picture them fucking. I can't picture them fucking, but I totally push them as a pair. I guess that's the more thing. I I can't, I honestly I agree. I can't imagine them in that sort of scenario, but I do imagine them having some sort of affinity or connection together. I'm sorry. I'm getting goofy here at the end. It happens. It's a um, amazingly silly and if you've made it this far in this podcast i know we got live motherfucking chatters not everyone's made it this far but the people that have made it this far you guys are excellently amazing excellent you guys deserve all sorts of silliness you deserve random songs like this and like me to play some incons
So we go off to the men in black and his horse, and he falls down, but he gets back up, and then he walks off. Then he sees his daughter in his memory, and now he's going to end it all. He puts the gun to his face, face he sees the flash or his wife's voice, but it's not true. Then he goes back to the night that he tucked her in, and we see the finality of that situation. I got, I got, trapped inside a soul, finna tie it, burnt out, out of control, your mind was a flower that your body lies on the earth forever, so relate me here, just for a second, gotta stop, pause, try to fetch it, keep to my bones with my words sewn, and you try to own, but you never get it, figure out from the words I'm chasing, your hesitation Tom himself says the men in black's profile said character Category 47B, Occurrence 2.0072, Rare, Slash 301.94, Percursatory Subtype 2.96-902 Delusions, Slash 301.818, Paranoid Subtype. That's what she did to DA Dam. OTA, the moves. <laughs> so is Emily a bot? I don't think Emily was... CAC guys. I don't think Emily was a bot. Eric Cartman. I don't think Emily was a bot, but that, I the Men in Black. It's still, you know that that's still out there. I was watching her eyelids, waiting for them to move. She did that before when she was trying to get some before. No, Emily was a hu, hu, humans. You got smooth shoes, Phil. I don't think so, Eric. Laugh mask. That's why I showed up late. People listening are missing out on this. I know the people listening to the audio cast are just gonna think I played a music cue there, right there. I'm just happy I got to come back in babbling and did, didn't really uh, miss the silliness. <laughs> That's why if you're listening to the audio cast, I highly recommend you always try to subscribe to the YouTube channel and check out the live stream. And if you're listening to the YouTube channel, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast or follow the feed because you never can tell when YouTube channels might go down and random shit might happen. You never can tell with that shit. So make sure you subscribe to us in many different places so you can always find us no matter how the world goes. Now, Eric Cartman is leaning towards the theory that Emily is indeed a bot. KC Atheist. Great to see you in the live motherfucking chat. Eric Cartman, I'm not poo-pooing your theory. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it is going to be cool to see as the as this series continues. We know we have a season three, and we know that oh God, next week's the final episode of the season. It's going to be crazy to see how much we get. Now, let's read what Eric Cartman's thoughts are. Uh, too many clues. Number one, she finds him two times in the park. Coincidence. Now go over to number two. She explicitly says the box was thrown out. 
Now, Burke Blackman says, it would be funny if Dolores made a host version of Emily and sends it back to the men in black that implies more fucked you shit. And Eric Cartman says, and she never saw it again. De and Casey, yeah, that is fucked up. Lots of love to Devin. YouTube fucking sucks, so you never can tell when they may fuck with you. But as always, lots of love out to our good buddy, Devin. Huge big hug to you, buddy. And uh, fuck fucking YouTube when it comes down to it. That's why always make sure you subscribe to the podcast or subscribe or follow me on Twitter or all those places because you never can tell. And uh, the podcast hopefully will always exist some place or another or some live stream or another. But you never can tell what ends up working as a good live stream function. So always keep following us if you like what we do. I'm going to keep doing this, but you never can tell if another option pops up besides YouTube for live streaming. That's better. I might play with that a little bit as well. So uh, I do have a Twitch channel as well, which I might do some live podcasts from there. So make sure you follow me. Fill the issues guy there as well. So blah, 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 blah. Laura D, I love you. Laura D, I fucking love you, dude. We got red, the red walruses in the motherfucking chat. I love you, red walrus. Great to see you. Great to see some of the some of our old school friends, some of our new friends, some of our silly friends. I'm I'm passing over the two hour point. This looks like it's gonna be a long night. Almost done here. We're passing through the end. We're going towards the end part of this podcast. But as always, thank you so much for anyone that's listening to this. This is me, me alone talking for like three hours on a podcast. So I appreciate anyone that listens this far. And if you do, make sure you let me know. I don't care when you're listening to this. That's why I need to come up with, I don't often do this stuff. That's why we need to come up with like a silly hashtag or some shit so people can share if they listen to the end of the podcast. So at the end, I'm going to come up with some sort of term or silliness that people can share out if they enjoy this podcast and listened this far. Like Lotus Love Muffin or so. We'll figure it out as we get later. So we go off to the men in, black on his men in black on his horse is about to fall down, but he gets up. We go off. We get a flash of his wife's voice. No one else. Then we see Logan. We see Billy. We see him talking about his darkness as he finally gives his wife some truth. Give us some truth. This thing in me. Eric Cartman, and I know you guys can see it because chat replay is a thing, and I also have it on the screen. If you can read some of Eric Cartman's points, he makes some excellent points to the Emily is a bot theory. So I definitely want to... That's what we try to do here on this silly podcast is give all mindsets, whether you hate the episode, love the episode, have a different theory than someone else. I want to leave this as open as fucking possible because anything's damn fucking possible with, these, with this fucking Nolan and this joy. Anything's fucking possible with this fucking shit that these fucking motherfuckers are trying to fucking do. So I do I do appreciate all the different thoughts in the comments and all the different thoughts all about. So hashtag Lotus Love Muffin. I think that's where we I think we got to go with that Red Walrus. I'll ask again at the end if people want to uh, want to think about one, but we'll see if Lotus Love Muffin works. Looks like it's going to be a long night. Cryptic Phil, Game of Thrones, return to 2019. Well, Game of Thrones? Are we talking Game of Thrones? Mm -mm -mm. I don't talk about Game of Thrones enough, motherfucker. 
broke. You leaving a voicemail? We could get a broke black man 94 vo- voicemail tonight. <laughs> He's like, you asshole. You asshole. Phil, you're dead to me. This time, this thing in me, I keep hearing a Johnny Cash song, this beast to me was Johnny Cash. Seriously, what a piece of shit the men in black is. Logan was right about him from the get-go. Bernie, the burnt, blunt, blunt, burnt, blunt. I totally agree with you there. I think if anything we've learned in the back half of the season is what a piece of shit <laughs> Billy is. <laughs> what a gigantic piece of shit Billy is. Okay, so let's continue here. I've been watching tons of Game of Thrones theory videos. I have a bad Game of Thrones Jones. My problem is I don't do a lot of theory videos, but we are doing these character videos. Next one will be Euron. I've got a lot of fun guests that are going to be popping in on these things. And there may be something coming up soon that I'm going to be talking a lot more Game of Thrones. We'll have to keep an eye out for that if that ends up matriculating into a real thing. So we'll have to see about that. But so we will. So who knows? There might be some fun things in the future for some Game of Thrones talk for me. Where I may be learning some shit. I might be learning some shit. I literally was typing. I didn't hear what Phil says. Say to make me say you're dead to me, Phil. I literally was typing. I didn't hear what Phil says to make him say you're dead to me. There's a lot of shit people could do to make me say you're dead to me. Tom the Ford files are probably in the trash bin. It's definitely going to leave us in some cliffhanger bullshit next week. Absolutely, because they knew going in that there was going to be a season three. OTDA is absolutely right. Dennis, I have to read it again to talk about some fire. I mean, it's you have you definitely have time. I'm not a big reader. I'm an audiobook listener and also a viewer. I'm a TV guy first when it really comes down to it. I love the books. I know the books are better in that context, but I ultimately love TV as my favorite medium. That's why I talk about so many different TV shows. I mean, Men in Black has to die next week. We can't have him running around next season yelling, Ford, fuck you. Fuck you, Ford. Ford. Counselor. Counselor. I know you're out there, Counselor. You win or you die. Where am I? Oh, 34. Let's see Logan and Billy. Even I didn't see it at first. And then one day, he was there. A stain that I never noticed before. Tiny flip of darkness. Invisible to everyone. But I could see nothing else. Till finally, I... Understood that the darkness wasn't some mark from something I'd done, some regrettable decision I'd made. I was shedding my skin. The darkness was what was underneath. It was mine all along. And I decided how much of it I let into the world. I tried to do right. I was faithful, generous, kind, at least in this world. It has to count for something, right? 
I built a wall and tried to protect you and Emily. But you saw right through it, didn't you? You're the only one. And for that, I am truly sorry. Because everything you feel is true. I don't belong to you or this world. I belong to another world. I always have. This is such a crazy, awesome monologue. <laughs> and then classic television, we see that the character isn't asleep while listening to all of this. She's actually awake. In fairness, I've done this in real life, too. I pretend to be asleep more than I'm asleep. I'm never asleep. For good or for bad, I'm literally never really asleep. I'm always in some form of awake. Hashtag fuck forward. Emily's a bot calling it Sarah Carmen. Hashtag fuck forward. Hashtag no, she's not, says Jenny. So she's looking in his profile. She sees everything he's done in Westworld, and she can't believe it. She looks horrified. And it's worse than she thought, and she eventually kills herself. As we come back in on the Men in Black's inner monologue, let's listen to this. What is a person but a collection of choices? Where do those choices come from? Do I have a choice? If you keep pretending, you're not going to remember who you are. Oh, I wish I was the host. And what else? Okay, so Men in Black's inner monologue to kill himself, and he hears his wife's voice. This is when he's like ripping into his arm and I think he's starting to believe he's a host and there's all this sort of situation. So then we get into our Teddy and Dolores section of the episode. Excuse me. And we get into the most important part of the entire episode. The Splenda section of the episode. Let's not forget the natural, glorious Splenda of this entire situation. Splenda drop there, motherfucker. D you thought I was Odo? Did I shapeshift? Did I turn into a, uh, a crane beast? <laughs> Dennis, thank you. You, uh, you. you cannot make enough Deep Space Nine references. I don't mind it. Brooke says, I can't wait till next week's episode when we see Emily, not a host, but the Men in Black is. Oh, snap. I'm typing the spoilers again. Oh, fuck. 
Fine Essence says him and Dolores porn, especially see amateur porn career. Phil is a host. I'm definitely. Can you replay all? I can't replay all Emily's dialogue, but I definitely am feeling what you're saying, Eric Cartman. I'm not quite there yet, but very cool shit. And I love that's what's one of the things that's awesome about the show is there's it tells us enough. We get enough answers, but it also opens the door for so many possibilities. Time to chop up the splendor. Time to is it time to sniff some splendor? Is it that kind of show? Am I am I getting going that far? I'm almost to the three hour point. I, I might have to sniff some splendor here. <laughs> I might have to do it. So then we see Teddy. Ooh, as my beard wraps up against the microphone. Sorry, audio people. Again, where I'm just going. Hey, feel that? That's my beard rubbing up against the microphone. What kind of asshole am I? So. Is Splenda trending on Twitter? It's because of us, god damn it. Splenda is trending trending on Twitter because hashtag whoa, holy shit, Splenda's flying everywhere. It's raining Splenda. It's raining Splenda. It's raining Splenda. Okay. Men in Black is the only human in the parks is Eric Cartman. Very interesting shit. Okay, so then Teddy is heading in a structure. We see his gun and Deathbringer's there, too. And she comes to him, and he talks about the natural Splenda. So let's hear about some Splenda. We gotta keep on, Teddy. We're close now. Just taking in the natural Splendor. I'm just taking in the natural... She used to say. Isn't it? Except there isn't a trace of nature in any of it, is there? Or in us. No. But that means we're free. We'll be the first creatures in this world to make a real choice. people they made us. Sometimes it feels like it was all a dream. So ultimately what happens with all of this is Teddy discloses to... We were so in love. Dolores that he knows that she hacked into him. He can't kill her. She's his cornerstone. She's the first thing he ever remembered. We flash to over here. Bring yourself online. As Arnold puts Teddy online. Welcome to the world, Teddy. Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, babe. You're going to die. I'm in a dream. Very good. I remember the sound of their voices. The chill in the room. Mostly I remember you. I remember worrying you were cold. I wanted to reach out. So eventually he gets to this. Which is why this is so hard. I agree, Ed, Eric Cartman. Teddy is the only good host left. I feel so bad for what Teddy has had to go through being manipulated by 
first the dynamic of the host dynamic and being the Kenny of the whole park and then having to deal with being manipulated by Dolores in the situation. It's a fucking bunch of horseshit. Cornerstone equals your constant. It's interesting to think that the hosts all have this cornerstone constant, but if you really look at it, we all do too. <laughs> we, you, everyone has their specific cornerstone, the thing that's most important to them. Bernie makes an excellent point, but really, ex she makes an excellent point, but really, how's he in the lake unless there's duplicates in there? Laura, thank you so much for checking out. We're, we're gearing towards the end. I know it's really late. We're getting toward the late point, <laughs> but Laura, thank you so much for sticking around for so long. Thank you so much for all the support, and I will talk to you soon. Eric says, what's the point if we're becoming just as bad as them? Excellent line, Eric Cartman. OTDA, a host choosing suicide is crazy to me purposely choosing that. What's the use of surviving if I become just as bad as them? It's a very good point there. I think his cornerstone, he can never imagine hurting Dolores. So this is the only thing he can try to do to stop her, to not let her use his talents against other people. I understand now how this will end. Where you will lead us. You don't want to hurt me, Teddy. Okay, so we're almost to the end here. And again, one more time, thanks to everybody. So mostly so Arnold and Teddy see Dolores in a dream uh, mostly he remembers her and he ends up killing himself and he turns the gun in the hand and you changed me into a monster and I'm dead so he will protect her till the day he dies this is our last clip no no I could never hurt you Dolores I'll protect you until the day I die. I'm sorry. I can't protect you anymore. And that is ultimately our episode. Teddy kills himself, and it is crazy. And it finishes.
And let's go in the live chat. I'll protect you to the day I die immediately. Say thanks. Good night, Phil in the motherfucking chat. Good to see you. I said I was shocked, but not really. Question mark, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and then we also see scenes from next week, which look really amazing. By the end of our episode, Teddy kills himself. Dolores is freaking broken down. She does not know how to deal with this and what to move forward. Now she's completely alone with whatever her end goal is. And I do think, how does Teddy end up in the water at the end? Possibly he's brought in back by Dolores in some way. I'm trying to remember scenes from next week. I don't think we necessarily see Teddy, but I can imagine he will be back at some point. This turned into a horror stream with music and a mask. What's going on here? I was saying I was shocked, but not really. Good night to Casey Atheist. Casey Atheist. Later. Funny season one, episode nine, Bernard shoots himself. Season two, episode nine, Teddy shoots himself. There's a lot of shooting themselves. So if anyone has any last questions, now's the time to pop them in the live chat because we're going to start to end things up now. But I got to thank everyone for tuning in. And next week is going to be the series finale. I'm going to be on. It may be a quicker show than usual because the next three days are really crazy for me. So I might not be on for as long as I usually am. It basically, it might not be a three-hour show is what I'm saying. It might be closer to an hour and a half show. So we'll see what happens next week. But I do appreciate everyone that checked this out. Joe and I will be on, I believe, on Wednesday night. I'm not sure exactly what time yet, but we will be talking about Cheers. <laughs> That's right, the 80s sitcom cheers we'll be talking about it's a request and i'm very excited to be talking about it and then on sunday we'll be talking about the series finale of westworld then the following week might be a little cryptic on the channel just because it's a very busy work week but july and august are a lot more loose july will be a as much Game of Thrones stuff as I can poke into July as well as Glow and some other random content. August, we'll start to get into Better Call Saul that comes back early August or mid-August. And then we got a lot more shows coming in September and some more surprises coming too. So Definitely make sure you subscribe to Broke Black Man 94 who's in the live motherfucking chat right now to see his reaction to this episode of Westworld. Check out everybody else and all the fun that's going to be happening this week for Westworld discussions. Let's go. TOS, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, everything else, especially that episode, that crap Voyager. Fuck Voyager. Funny thing, Westworld never disappoints. What's Brooks says? Funny thing, season one, Bernard shoots himself. So, everybody, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this podcast or live stream, whatever you want to call it, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to the audio cast, please join the fun. Let's go. Where, where, where am I going? Do, do, I, do I have it right here? Is it, is it here, Phil? I don't know, Phil. There it is. If you want to help the channel a little bit, Super Chat's not your thing. Patreon's not your thing. If you shop on Amazon, start all your shopping with this link. You don't have to buy anything you see in the store, but if you start the shopping, I'll get like 20 cents for purchases on Amazon. This shit adds up. So start all your shopping with that link. 
save the uh, save it in your browsers. Do it. If you enjoy the content we do, you can definitely check out Patreon. You can definitely check out all that shit in the description box below. And please, please, please share the channel with a friend. Have some fun. Help us keep growing. Do it. Do it well. I'll be back very soon. Sooner than you think. For more silliness, more live, goofy streams. More calls from you. More awkwardness. Did I get all the calls? I did. And oh no, the music's gonna run out pretty soon, so I have to end things. Oh shit. But click all that stuff. Find the description box below. Help out the channel. Please. Do it. Talk to you guys next week for the season finale. Oh no. I'm still on. What happens when you're still on? When you're still on, you haven't pushed the button yet. You haven't done it. So let's do it. Do it. You haven't done it, so let's do it. <laughs>